There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Pear. Hi. <laughs> Let's do that again. Oh, man. Sorry about <laughs> this, guys. Um, hi, I'm Matt. This is uh, take two for this this new, um, this slightly different uh, change change of plans to how we normally do things on, on the channel. Uh, normally, we'd be running Coriolis right now, but we had a player who couldn't make it, so we're now doing something else. Um, Microchips is a work-in-progress uh, cyberpunk expansion for Year Zero Mini that I'm currently writing. And this is basically a playtest of the game. And I've got with me three players, two of which I've never played with before, so I will be approaching this much like I would a convention game. Um, so we'll be talking about safety tools and stuff shortly um, after we do introductions. So we'll do the introductions as it appears here on the video feed. So we'll start with uh, JP. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm JP. I'm from the UK. Um, I've been, like I said, uh, gaming since my hair was brown, although it's now very grey and lots of white. And we've played a whole host of systems, including Shadowrun in the past. Uh, but like I say, more recently, we've been focused on Forbidden Lands. And during the pandemic, we've been playing an, an obscene amount, which is 40 plus kind of sessions of something that was just going to be a throwaway game. And sort of, you know, just fill some time in over a couple of weeks, but it's now our main focus. So narrative storytelling um, is always good. Cool. Thanks, JP. Hayes, over to you. Hi, my name is Hayes. I am based in Phoenix, Arizona in the States. And uh, I haven't been playing too much lately because of the pandemic and all that kind of jazz. So I uh, recently got hooked up with an online group playing Mutant Year Zero. And uh, that led into this opportunity to jump in today and help play test, have some fun on a YouTube stream. What? <laughs> and uh, check out some uh, cyberpunk stuff. So I'm pretty psyched. Cool. How much um, cyberpunk have you played in the past? Any? Um, Shadowrun video games on the old uh, Super Nintendo a long wow. time ago. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, the the then, isometric uh, one, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think a little fourth edition when they brought in the uh, personal area networks and stuff like that. So on just a little bit. But okay. the flavor, I'm all there. Okay, cool. Thanks. And Tony? Hey, hi there. So I'm Tony, uh, the GM for Coriolis. I've been also in Twilight 2000 and Basin. And to them here, uh, well, testing microchips. And yeah, I'm also very excited to play this game. <laughs> and you've played, what's your cyberpunk? Um... Ah, yes. Uh, my experience is Shadowrun. So I used to play a lot of Shadowrun. I uh, used to be the GM when, with my teenagers friends a long time ago, too. <laughs> <laughs> so we were much about combat and, you know, doing crazy shit. So hopefully today's going to be more narrative, maybe. I don't know. Let's okay. see. And JP, what's how much um, kind of cyberpunk genre stuff have you played in the past? Uh, we've played we we played an awful lot of first edition Shadowrun, an awful nice. lot, um, but okay. we never really got into the cyberpunk um, twenty twenty uh, part mm. of it. I think because after we got so deep into Shadowrun, I think cyberpunk at that time felt really sort of like not quite as cool. Mm. But then more recently, with the game being released and the new rules being released. I think there's a plan for us to do some actual cyberpunk in the near future. And obviously, on the, on the basis of this, I think this could be our go-to sort of thing. Okay. Playing some of the cyberpunk things, which is why I'm interested in it. I think it's... Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea behind this um, this game, is, it started off... <laughs> well, I don't know how much I should say, but like put my foot in it, really. Um, the idea was to make this into a very lightweight uh, kind of cyberpunk genre guide for tweaking Year Zero Mini to play cyberpunk games with. 
and then you could basically do whatever setting you want. It could be um, something, you know, it could be the sprawl from Neuromancer. It could be um, from Blade Runner. You could, I mean, whatever you wanted, right? But I could kind of help myself. I started adding setting flavor that was very specific to how I wanted things to look. Um, and I've kind of started creating my own cyberpunk game. And I have a feeling that I'm probably going to release this as a full standalone game that doesn't actually require Year Zero Mini at all to run. Um, maybe even do like a print-on-demand thing of it. It won't be very big. It'll still be quite a lightweight game. But um, that's kind of the direction I'm heading. I'm not 100% sure on that yet. But um, we'll see. Um, before I go into the influences, a little bit about the world as it stands, like lay out some kind of truths about the world, let's have a quick talk about safety tools because that's really important, especially when there are people that haven't played together for the first time. Um, the first thing, I guess, for me to say as the GM is in terms of like content warning uh, sort of stuff, I'm not planning on there being anything of a graphic sexual nature in this game. I'm not planning on there being anything to do with... <laughs> I'm not planning on there being anything to do with, uh, like, violence towards children. That said, there will be youths, for sure, who are getting up to no good. Um, there will be prostitutes and brothels and stuff in, in the game, but we will... If any of you decide you want to engage with any of that, there will be some heavy fading to black. Um, and yeah, I think from my from my perspective, the real purpose of this game is to playtest some very specific elements of the game. So there's a, the adventure, um, you know, is relatively linear because I'm I'm trying to do very specific things here. So just you know, before people kind of get excited about some like really crazy twisty uh, cyberpunk adventure, this is just something I've come up with um, today. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Um, that said, in terms of safety tools, I think there's a couple of things we can put in place here. Uh, the X card, I'm a big fan of. I don't. Is everybody familiar with how an X card works? No. No. So, okay, this is a big thing in like convention in the convention space. Um, also, with a lot of online games similar to this, where you're playing with new people, um, the idea is that you have a card, or it can be a post-it note or something with a big X on it. And if there's something in the game that you basically want to nope right out of, you're not comfortable with it, you basically just hold it up. I would see it as the GM, and I basically would change the scene immediately. Like, okay, we're gonna just stop that. It's making somebody uncomfortable. We're gonna go to somewhere else. And no discussion needs to take place, anything like that. Um, the issue here is that I have two monitors on my screen, and I'm gonna be juggling a lot of windows currently, so I might not see an X if it pops up. Um, so the easiest way to do it would be to um, maybe say a vocal thing like, um, or like clear your throat, or say Matt, and then I'll look, I'll check the video feed, and then you just hold it up, and then we'll, we'll move on from there. Obviously, if it is something a little bit um, dodgy, I will probably be focused on you anyway, so I'll probably see it. Uh, but if you could just get like a piece of paper, put an X on it, that's all you need. Um, there's something else called Lines and Veils, which is um, also something that's, that's quite good. And it's basically talking about, our, I think we'll turn over to you in a second. But the idea is, lines is, these are lines we don't want to cross, so what... Are there any themes that you really do not want me to explore as a GM or us as a group to explore? And they're basically off limits for this game. And veils are things that, um, I guess they can kind of more, you're, they're kind of more like, they can be part of the game, but you don't really want to explore it in detail, if that makes sense. Um, so they're kind of more veiled. They're a bit more um, happening behind the scenes, maybe, um, that sort of thing. So. Really, it's just, are there things 
that are that trigger you that you don't want to see. Um, and we'll just take it in turn. JP, is there anything that's kind of no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Okay, Hayes. I can't think of anything. Okay, Tony. Is that when you're already blacklisted? I'm okay. Cool. All right. <clears throat> All right. So. We had a little chat before this game started to put some a bit of a um, player-led spin on how we're going to be playing. So the idea behind this is that there is a, a sprawl, a typical cyberpunk sprawl that is um, built over the... I don't want to say the ruins, because it's kind of not quite not quite true. But basically, there was a World War III that happened at some point. Nuclear, um, nuclear bombs were used, and... In the generations that have, have gone on beyond that, um, these kind of megacore-led city sprawls have kind of sprung up across the globe, and you are playing in one of them. So the idea is that this takes place over a, a kind of um, conurbation of multiple cities. We've decided, or you as the players have decided you want to play in Neo-Boston, so this is probably covering... New York City, um, possibly Washington DC, like definitely New Jersey, like all those, all that kind of area is kind of swallowed up. It's probably called Neo-Boston because maybe New York was targeted during World War III and it's maybe a bit smashed to shit and, you know, <laughs> that's why it doesn't have its name attached to this, uh, attached to this sprawl anymore. Very quickly, um, this is... As, as is kind of one of the, the main uh, themes of cyberpunk, there are the haves and the have-nots. The, the people who are basically the wealthy uh, residents, they live in elevated living above the ground. So all your skyscrapers are connected by kind of a crisscross network of, um, you know, tunnels, tubes, that sort of thing. They also have flying cars called skimmers, which kind of um, ferry them from place to place above the above the sprawl. And they're referred to the people are referred to as L's as well. So L stands is the letter is like the letter L, but it's actually E L. I've um, stolen what they call the elevated train in Chicago for this, um, and it stands for elevated living. That's how they refer to it themselves. So. The L is is where they all live. It's a kind of what it's referred to as, and they're called L's. Down below, you will rarely see any of them down below. They have agents, they have people working for them who, if something needs to happen in the sprawl, they're the people who deal with it. Um, the sprawl is the world at, or the city at ground level, which is where all three of you are at. Um, and it's pretty typical cyberpunk in terms of it's grimy, it's... Uh, there's a lot of um, poverty and violence. The police, there's this uh, kind of a token police force, but they're they're kind of uncaring, brutal, all the rest of it. I'm I'm diving into a lot of um, a lot of cyberpunk fiction that I've read and cyberpunk uh, films and TV that I like. So things like Judge Dredd are are a big inspiration here in terms of like the police who are basically all about, you know, they're the law and um, they enforce the law in the sprawl. However, there are also megacore interests, and they there are megacore um, special agents who, for specific purposes, might be sent after people in the sprawl. And they are basically, um, they're not like Judge Dredd, they're more like um, specters who are terrifying. So, that's kind of in a nutshell how it works. There's also like a, an underground element as well called the Warrens. We're probably not going to go there in this one shot, but the idea is that, um, you know, we're talking maybe a hundred years in the future or so, uh, there are 
there are like um, catacombs, if you will, of the old cities lying beneath the sprawl. And there are basically mutants and humans and people like that who have been living down there. Um, outcasts, rejects from society, that sort of thing, who go down below ground. And they are constantly tunneling and making spaces to live down there. So there can be sort of like dungeon crawly bits if you need them to be there. But we're again, we're probably not going to be... Um, well, my, my linear adventure doesn't really take that into account. Um, so, moving over to technology then. Everybody has... Um, hey, Chris. Yeah, okay, cool. I just, sorry, I just saw your comment about the, the L in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so... The, everybody has a chip. Well, not everybody, but almost everybody has a chip in the base of their neck. And it is an implant that allows you to... It hooks up to your nervous system, to your, like, your brain. And it allows you access to the net. Which is what I'm calling the matrix or the grid or whatever you want to call it in the cyberpunk world. It's the evolution of the internet. We're calling it the net. I just realized that's what they call it in cyberpunk as well. Um, so I might be changing the name of that to something else that's not stepping on their toes. Um... But anyway, the net is, it's, it's, we're, we're not looking at the 80s and taking things forward from the 80s. We're looking at things, how, how the world is now, and we're taking it forward from there. So everything is wireless. Um, you can connect wirelessly through your, um, through your implant, through your chip, um, to the, to the net, and you've got access to everything. And it's also one way that the L kind of controls people, keeps tabs on people, and keeps the population, um, contented. Right? Again, think of uh, typical cyberpunk tropes where the, the masses need to be just kept sedate and quiet. Um, I'm thinking of Tokyo Ghost, which is a really great graphic novel, which is exactly that. People are fed like, um, you know, constantly fed television um, feeds to keep them comatose almost. So I really like this idea. I like the idea of the chip basically um, being available to almost everyone. I've uh, written in this setting that there are chip charities that will provide, if you like, don't have the money, you can get a really cheap bargain level chip into, you know, implanted into yourself at very, very small cost or potentially even no cost. Um, I also have done away with some other things as well. So hunger is also technically a thing of the past. There is something called Pro Plus Protein, which is um, <laughs> tasteless synthetic uh, protein product that is available to everyone and it has all the nutrients that your body could need it just doesn't taste like anything so while it's available and you can everyone can survive nobody technically has to be hungry a lot of people don't eat it they refuse to eat it and there are still like people definitely spend a lot of money on food and on drink etc water potable water is also available to everyone as well so you can get water for free anywhere you go um but again, it's very, it's like, it's, it's not like, um, even what our tap water tastes like today, it is extremely like chemically neutral. So I don't know if you've ever had something that has been through like a filter before. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it just doesn't taste, doesn't taste like anything. Um, whereas like where I, where I live, the tap water has like mineral qualities to it. So it actually has a bit of taste kind of anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so despite these things being available to everyone in the city anyway, this is very specific. If you're in the sprawl, that's available. Obviously, if you're down below in the Warrens, you don't have access to protein, um, to uh, P3, we're calling it. So pro plus protein. So P3 isn't available and water isn't available. So there's a lot of scrounging and scavenging going on with them. And beyond the walls of the city, there's a wasteland and there are wasters who live out there. Um, they're not allowed into the city at all. And... 
we're not probably going to be venturing outside the, the walls of the city. Going up into the atmosphere, um, you have a massive ring which orbits the planet, and this is effectively, if any of you ever heard of a novel called Ring World, um, <laughs> it's, it was a very formative book uh, when I read it as a teenager, and I love the idea of a spinning ring that has um, gravity, it has almost its own world built into it. This is smaller than what the Ring World is that Larry Niven wrote about, but it's basically like a, a utopia orbiting our planet where the mega-rich live. So. Um, definitely like the founders of the Megacores live up there. Celebrities, like really the, the, the like A-list celebrities probably live on the ring. Um, or I think I was calling it Halo maybe in the game. Anyway, that's something that's going to be visible um, at various times of the day as it kind of orbits the planet. Uh, very much visible with, like with the naked eye. It's probably visible at night as well because it'll be glowing. And then there are also colonies beyond... Again, we're not going to be leaving the surface of the, of the planet, but just to let you know, like there are... Um, there are colonies on Mars, Venus, the Moon, and in the asteroid belt. So that's the setting in a nutshell. I'm not sure if I missed anything. Probably have missed a little bit. Hacking and stuff. Oh, there's one other thing as well. Um, taking inspiration from Ready Player One, which is another book I, I quite enjoyed. Um, there is a, a virtual world called Xanadu. And Xanadu is basically a universe of... Um, of a universe, a virtual universe, what should we call it? And the various worlds are called nodes within Xanadu, and each of them offer a gaming experience. And through the magic of your chips, you also have to have a console that you connect to. So you have to buy a console, you have to buy a monthly subscription. So this is like your Xbox, you know, your Xbox and your Xbox Live Pass. Um, you have to purchase that, but what you basically get is you get access to Xanadu. And Xanadu is fully virtual reality. You don't have to move a muscle. You lie down or sit down in a chair, and you basically are there in this other world. And it's um, it's extremely lifelike. There are, yeah, anyway. And any every kind of experience you can imagine, you know, life sims, erotica, shooters, horror, survival, sports, you know, it's all available. Um, you have an avatar there that, yeah, whatever. Like it's, it's the evolution of kind of gaming and, and virtual reality, kind of as I would see it happening in a hundred years. Um, while you're jacked into that, you can get physical um, accessories to make it more lifelike. So you can get like gloves, socks, and for those who have the money, you can get um, jumpsuits that cover your entire body. And um, that way, kind of like, it will give you all the senses that your brain is telling you are there, but also you'll physically have a lot of them as well. Any questions? <laughs> Info dump, I apologize. Very cool. It also okay. reminds me of Alita. Beta Angel with this, with the rich guys up there and the poor people with below. What, which, what, with what, sorry? Alita Beta, Battle Angel. I've not, I've not seen that or read the anime. Okay. You should. You, you should. should. It feels very much like that, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I've, I've actually touched on um, my, my inspirations, my touch points are in the manuscript, which people can't see, but it's um, Neuromancer, <laughs> Snow Crash, Brave New yeah. World. Uh, Blade Runner, of course, and the new Blade Runner 2049, is, which I really loved as well. Black Mirror mm. is obviously a really big inspiration here because um, a, a <clears> lot <throat> of Black Mirror episodes touch on a lot of these things like augmented reality and stuff. Um, mm. Love, Death, and Robots is a really great TV series. That's oh, a yeah. lot of cool cyberpunk stuff in it. Um, mm. Tokyo Ghost, I've already mentioned. Judge Shred, I've already mentioned. Fluorescent Black is a really cool graphic novel as well that has inspired this. And that's pretty much it from inspirations um, from me that's kind of had something to do with this. So... 
we are nearly 30 minutes in. We haven't started playing yet. So uh, why don't we have a look? I'm going to bring up your character sheets here on the stream. And this is this is basically how Year Zero Mini looks. Having, but this, by the way, again, massive caveat: this is a playtest. This is still a work in progress game, so the final version might look different. Um, but why don't we just walk through our characters one at a time? Um, we'll start with I've got. We'll start with how they're how they're tabbed on the sheet in alphabetical order. There, so I've got Loco to start off with. Uh, so John Loco Valdivia. Um, he was raised on the streets. I mean, with, with many other kids that were probably disfranchised from parents, just left alone and making his living right there. He learned to be the tough guy and, you know, to survive and to steal food and, you know, to help maybe the other kids. He's of Latino descent and he's always wearing, like, I call them synth jeans. I don't know if that's a thing, but, uh, you know, flashy <laughs> leather. It's, and a flashy leather jacket with a tank top, so you can see his muscles. He has some tattoos. Um, he's actually basically very impulsive. So whenever he thinks he doesn't like something, we'll just punch it, basically. So yeah. the quirk is punch first, ask questions later. And then he's actually just goes ahead and, uh, you know, he doesn't pull back because he doesn't want to show that he's afraid of anything, basically. As an asset, I chose a metallic bat with extensible spikes. So basically, maybe with the chip, he will just pull them out and kind of more as an intimidation, maybe. And then he has a cheap cybernetic right arm. Maybe he, I mean, I didn't decide if he lost it or he just took it out. But he will basically, we has like a caveat, which is make, you know, maybe in the middle of a hit, he might get stuck and maybe cannot go through and then he needs to punch with the left i don't know something like that i was thinking and then well because he's of latino then well he has you know all the all the armies covered with the other muertos skulls you know typical mexican yeah. stuff and you know he's basically very strong very agile and then for the rest uh, medium and they're not very charming because you know he's not a very talkative person he's just you bother me yeah okay Cool. Um, there's a couple of new things on here. Um, stash. We haven't. Uh, we're not going to really be touching on that. But the idea is that you have debt. Um, I'm calling them G's. The currency can be whatever you want. If you want to have it yen or dollars or credits or whatever you want it to be in your uh, your version of of what this game is going to look like. Um, that's kind of ignored. There is there is no tracked money in this game. Your wealth is the track on the right that you see there. Um, and your G's is the stash that you're saving up. So when you do a score and you get some money, it's how many thousands of whatever you've managed to save. And everybody starts, the group starts with debt of 10 G's to somebody. Um, we'll get to that in a second after we've finished everyone. The other thing you can kind of see at the top right there, it says chipped with a question mark. Um, there is an option for you to be unchipped in this game, but you're kind of treated as a pariah a little bit if that happens. Um, and everybody here, all the players here have, have elected to be chipped. So cool um that means you've got access to the the net whenever you need it you have ac <coughs> access to all the um, augmented reality advertisements that are popping up everywhere everywhere you go you can i've said this before you can switch your chip off if you need to um if you don't want to be bombarded with information or if you're on a run and you don't want to be you want to be kind of focused on something you can turn it off but because these these chips, these implants are provided by the mega cores, they want they use them as a way to control people. They use them for advertising. They use them for all sorts of stuff. When you select, it's just a mental thing to switch it to kind of switch into standby mode. When you do that, you have very limited access with what you can do. Um, so, yeah, all right. Also, 
Year Zero Mini normally has four attributes. I've increased that to six here because um, it felt a little bit right for Cyberpunk to have a little bit more breadth in terms of what people can do. Um, we started with just four and it kind of felt like we were stepping on toes a little bit with, with even just with three players. So I've expanded out. As part of this playtest, I don't know if these six names are going to stay, if there's still going to be six, how they're going to work. But otherwise, it works the same as, as Year Zero Mini. Okay, so um, thanks, Tony, for that. Uh, we'll move on to Neon then, which is JP's character. Hi, um, I'm from the same sort of block as uh, our good friend Loco, where he was sort of using his fist for everything. I was the um, smaller kid who was taking everything apart, uh, mostly tech, until the day I found an old classic Sony Walkman. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, this has become my asset. And in this is where I have my cyber deck and I've got loads of wires that I plug into it because I kind of like the old school feel, I mean, more like an earpiece. Yeah. And the problem with the earpiece is um, that on what, when I was using it with the wires and because it's old tech with new tech and all put together, I did damage my hearing. So my Chrome was a replacement sort of um, hearing ear, so if you like. However, I went to the cheapest possible place, <laughs> a friend of a friend of a friend, and occasionally, I get pick up local interference. So other comms, I, I don't see the virtual adverts as I'm walking down the street. I just get smacked with the sound. And it's not always the beginning of the advert. It could just be the end. Uh, yeah. So there's lots and lots of distractions. In the Walkman, I did find a cassette tape called The Best of Grunge. So my <laughs> character is sort of moving around all the way in the future. He's got a classic, he's called a classic grunge look. Really, it's just sort of like a plaid shirt. <laughs> and sort of, but I, I tell everybody, that it's grunge, it's proper grunge, and lots of people haven't got a clue what it is or do not care. They just think I'm a weird kid with wires. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, cool. And you've gone for tech as your highest. So the way we've also done the attribute spread, there are 20 points spread between these, and um, I've I've asked for everyone to do five, one of them to be five, one of them to be four, one of them to be two, and everything else to be three. The other three to be three. So that's that's kind of how we spread them out. Um, you've gone with tech as your highest, tricks as your yes. second highest. Um, tricks and being meat. like, uh, yeah, yeah, meat and meat being lowest. Meat, meat is absolutely at the bottom. Um, you don't need that when you're in Xanadu. <laughs> no, you definitely don't. You definitely don't. Um, I've seen you've gone for waster as your upbringing element. Um, yes. What's the story behind that? Um, there is other people that sort of. It's it's. I like the idea of he's he's talented, but he just would rather spend his time doing things that weren't really work, and just finding things and sort of hanging out with Silver and Loco at times and other people and generally sort of your parents whereas our other colleagues parents were dismissive, you know very supportive in this part of the world but it was just absolutely wasting any talent so I could just sit and take things apart okay um, all right which is why my tech's so high so I'm you know just not motivated by me and just basically want to get into the next level on I don't know Paladin General and Xanadu uh, yeah. rather than okay. get a proper job right I just asking because um, waster is the term I'm using for people in the wasteland. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but that's fine. We'll leave it. I, I, I okay, know what you mean. I, I originally read that as like, oh, you come from the wasteland. That's um, I didn't. I kind of didn't okay. see that. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. And then we're uh, moving across then to Hayes's character, Sliver. Yeah, Sliver, because he can get into places and uh, you know where you don't want him probably. <laughs> um, so he's he's the crew's uh, break and enter specialist. Uh, we decided that he's a clone, and hmm. so I think he was actually part of the L Society at one point, um, and perhaps cloned um, 
and part of one of their acquisition crews. And, um, you know, always had the best gear, trained by them. And, um, of course, you know, job goes wrong. Um, what was supposed to be a simple um, snatch and grab turned into something much worse. And the team pretty much disbanded and scattered. Mm-hmm. And so he has escaped to the sprawl. And he's constantly got this uh, over his head, quite literally, um, the idea that someone at some point is going to come for him. And so he's trying to eke out a living, trying to probably get out of the city at some point, somehow, somewhere, mm. um, you know, that, that Eden somewhere out there. Um, okay. So, yeah. We didn't discuss the crew part. Yeah, we'll do that in a second. So your stats, though, um, walk, yep. us through, walk us through the, uh, the choices there. Sure. Um, so the stats, uh, as far as, as those go, um, I was thinking he's very quick and um, yeah. very agile and that sort of thing. Um, not so much a physical character, although he's got pretty good stamina and things like that. And then he's got a way um, of being able to to um, get, get guilely with um, some of the connections that he used to have. Not that he has those connections anymore, but he knows how that kind of system works. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, Guile, Guile is kind of a catch-all for um, wits, perception, deception, um, cunning, manipulation, that sort of thing. Uh, manipulation is charm. So okay. So this is more like if you're trying to, uh, yeah. I've kind of wanted to. I wanted to make. Um, it not just be like an empathy stat for every time you're dealing with with another character. There's just the one attribute you always use, mm-hmm. um, and I like how deception is kind of split off. Like you're trying to, you're really trying to deceive someone. It's just, it's a diff- very different way. I'm a terrible liar myself, so I know all about this. Growing up, my brother was a great liar, um, and mm-hmm. like there's a, there's charming people and being able to like you know have a presence around people um, and all that kind of like all that kind of stuff. And then there's also being able to really deceive people and to be a bit like a bit more wily and cunning. So um, Guile also can kind of play with your character being kind of like a, a stealthy character. Um, Guile would be used for blending into a crowd um, because that's all about like, you know, looking, keeping your cool and kind of blending in that sort of thing. Um, or if you wanted to hide, that would probably also be a, a Guile, um, a Guile role. We'll talk about that. This game, by the way, is player-facing uh, for people who aren't familiar with Year Zero Mini. So um, if you were hiding from somebody, for example, um, I would be kind of, you would be rolling against their them spotting you. So it'd be, um, if they have any special traits that, re- that relate to some sort of perception-related thing, it'd be you rolling your guile to see, if, you know, if you're, if you're hiding yourself well enough in a kind of cunning enough way or whatever um, to, to not be seen. Mm. Anyway. And, it, and yeah. speed and tricks. So, yes, to play so yeah, speed is basically agility in a in a okay. nutshell um tricks is kind of like dexterity so hand to eye coordination uh tricks um leisure domain or uh sleight of hand uh that sort of thing so tricks is very much like or if you're hacking uh for example so for jp's character um when he's doing like active hacking he needs to be very quick it would be a tricks role um okay. tech would be more like if you're trying to repair something you're trying to even trying to heal somebody something like that you're dealing with tech you're trying to open a um open a locked door through a, like a, a tech panel or something like that that would be a tech roll um yeah so tricks is very much anytime you really need to have like really i'm thinking hacking like you're like tapping away on the on like your little yeah, yeah. your little like, tv sort of yeah yeah 
but also also pickpocketing or you know card sharping or all that kind of stuff and meat is basically meat space like your your body um like you could call it physique i guess and it would be the same thing cool um the other thing cool. we haven't talked about is the group concept, so we'll have a quick t uh, chat about that. The, there, there are six crew com concepts I've, or five group uh, crew concepts I've put into the manuscript to start off with. Uh, one of them is, and the idea is that you have a gang. Um, so this is very much leaning into you have a crew of, of people. You owe this ten thousand, uh, these ten Gs to somebody, and you as a crew need to do something to kind of pay that back. Um, so the crew concept that you've gone with is curios. And curios are all about finding curiosities from the the kind of the the, the world from the past. Um, so you basically are thieves who steal stuff for people who want to find these kind of these quirky items um, because they often go for a lot of money as well. So that's going to be part of the adventure. <laughs> and this could be anywhere, I guess, even on this 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 the, the, the catacombs that you mentioned before. The yeah, warrens. sure. I mean, curios would be like if you have if you hear rumors of something like something's been dug up in the warrens, mm. you'd probably be very interested to go find it. You could probably be. I mean, there probably be other people who are like fortune hunters who'd be like, oh, we heard that there's some kind of. Everyone knows that this past this like um, past or pre-war, I should say, pre-war tech is worth a lot of money. Um, but you have the right connections to find buyers and um, you have a bit better of an idea of like what you're looking for than the average the average okay. fortune hunter. Um, you, the debt, we're going to talk about that very quickly now as well. Um, you, I have a D6 table where you can roll to see what kind of um, debt you owe to someone. Um, and also what the conditions on your debt are. And this is something I've kind of borrowed from Electric Bastion Land that I really like, um, where you start in you start in debt ten thousand dollars to somebody, um, and there are a hundred different career options that the hundred different options of, of debt, and um, the conditions of your debt are part of that as well. They're not always conditions. There's there's like a little bit about the debt that you have, and one bit I really liked about that was some of them have this condition, which is basically like, okay, you owe me money, but until you've paid me that money, I'm gonna make your life a little bit more difficult. As incentive to pay me back, right? So I have a D. I had I basically did like a D6 table of, of things that could like make your life a little bit more complicated. And what you've decided to go with is that um, David Smith is the probably not his real name is the mega core <laughs> agent that you are in debt to. And the background fluff is that you did a job where you stole from. In fact, it might not even been a job. You stole from David Smith because you heard he had something. You knew that he was he was like a megacore agent who had a taste for these finer things from the pre-war era, the pre-war era, and you wanted to basically steal it as a as a way of leaving a calling card to say, "Hey, we're really good at doing this." And um, you stole the item. He's basically his fine to you is a debt to him for 10, 10 G's, but he's also now kind of like your benefactor, your employer a little bit. So it did kind of work. He didn't kill you. He didn't arrest you or anything like that. Um, but yeah, you owe him money. And the condition on your debt is that you he works for the Megacore Sapphire, and you're barred from all Sapphire establishments until you've repaid. And that way that works is you've got these chips implanted into the base of your the base of your skull, and um, they get scanned. It, it certainly every Sapphire establishment will have a chip scanner built into the entrance. If you try and go in there, an alarm will sound. They will also have security there, and you will be barred from entering. So this includes... 
Uh, and the way we've done this is um, I'm not actually going to write down a big list of um, like lore for where you're barred from because that doesn't make much sense. What I'll do instead is I'll roll a d6 anytime you're going in. Um, so this will be one of the few times I as a GM get to roll dice. Um, and we'll do 50-50 odds, I think. Maybe I'll change the odds slightly if, if it's a little bit more likely or unlikely, and we'll just play it from there. So if I, if I roll a certain way, it'll basically say that um, this is a sapphire establishment and you're going to be kicked out as soon as you enter. Sapphires right. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said it. You said it. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So, you are, you've just met with David Smith, and he has basically given you a job. And the job is, he's heard rumors that there is, um, that there's a lamp. He calls it, a, he says it's a lamp. But it's not just any lamp. It's a lamp that plugs into a power supply of some description. And when it's plugged in, it gets really hot. And it contains some wax or some kind of waxy substance inside that when it gets hot, it starts flowing within the lamp. He doesn't know what color it is. He doesn't know... He does, it just kind of sounds like a really weird thing. Like, why would you, why would you want to do that? But at the same time, like... He's really intrigued by it because the, the person has been talking about this thing that he's got, this lamp that he has, um, and how absolutely psychedelic and trippy it is when he's when he's high. About He can just watch this thing for hours, and it inspires him to do all sorts of crazy stuff. So he wants you to go steal this steal this lamp from this, this guy's penthouse suite. And he gives you an address. The address is in um, an area called the Tech Zone. I'm going to flash up a map very quickly. If the three of you won't be able to see the map, um, unless you're on YouTube, but if you go over to Discord, to our Discord channel, there's the map there. So, the tech zone is between nodes H and I on the map, all the way on the left. You see that? Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, H is a hotel called Xanadu Hotel. It's one of a chain. And this is the only um, one in the district. So you're actually in this district called the Pink District. Um, everyone, th no one's really sure why it's called the Pink District other than when you're looking at um, these kind of like AR maps of the area um, that come up. It's a pink, the circuit that goes around it is always pink. So that's why everyone thinks, well, it's because the maps have it as pink. That's why it's called the Pink District. Um, the loop is a, is a major thoroughfare that kind of rings what some people call the old city, although this sprawl doesn't, that doesn't really make much sense in the sprawl anyway. Uh, but it is a fairly major, um, like, roadway. By the way, with, there are flying cars I mentioned before in the setting, but they're, they're purely used by the elves. Down here in the sprawl, everything has wheels, um, but the, everything is also run on electric power. So it's, um, it's all like electric cars, electric um, motorcycles, things like that. Um, Cool. And I is a tower. It's called. It's for a, a mega core called Intech, and the Intech tower goes really, really high up, right into the right up into the L, and it is connected to the L. Um, yeah, up there. The one thing I didn't mention is that at at the sprawl level, almost. I mean the the rumors the rumors are that every single entrance into the L from the sprawl has been sealed. Certainly that's what the L's want you to believe. Um, 
normally the only way you would get up into the L is if one of the L's comes down, they send a uh, they send a skimmer down and they bring you up to to where they are. They've got landing pads and stuff, um, you know, up up in the heights. So the um, the tower here, this intact tower at, at point I, is completely sealed at ground level. There is a parapet, like almost like a balcony that that goes all the way around it, at about um, ten meters ten meters up in the air. And that has a constant, um, like, uh, presence of guards, security guards there, armed armed guards. And there are um, drones that buzz around as well. So it's there, it's it's owned by a mega core, and it's defended. So if you were to try and, like, blow it up or something, you'd have to deal with drones and, and guards and all the rest of it. Okay. Um, you are currently in node G, which is the Nexus. Uh, the Nexus is the hub of this district, of the pink district. And it is, uh, the fog line is an old line, uh, a train line that used to run up to where the point, the node E on the map. Um, and the node at G is is another train station. It's not as big as the one that's at E, but it's, it's still a train station. And out from this, because it's kind of, um, it's kind of become the center of the district, even though it's not geographically center of, of the of the rectangle um, this is where like all of the all of the shops and all the commercial district kind of stem from this point going off in all these different directions um, yeah so there's like entertainment there's places where you can find entertainment there are shops there are cheap coffins that you can buy coffins being a neuromancer thing that I'm borrowing um, which is basically like a cheap bed in a cheap motel um, yeah so, you're at G now. You need to get over to the tech zone, which is between H and I, that little stretch. Um, and that's just kind of a little bit of a taster of, of, of what we got here. So, we can say that you are um, not in a Sapphire establishment. You're trying to... You're, you've met up... You've been, you've been told where you're meant to go, what you're meant to find by David Smith. He's not, and that's basically he's dismissed you. He doesn't like talking about any of the details. You owe him money. It's up to you to figure out how to get that and bring it to him. So you've met up at a some dive of some description um, to have a chat about what you're going to do. So why don't you tell me uh, the kind of place you're at and over to you. Okay. It's... I need a caffeine fix, so um, more than I need alcohol, I need a caffeine flowing through so we can start planning getting in and out. So I'll, I'll be suggesting after we, after David Smith dismissed us that we head to some sort of equivalent coffee, coffee joint. I need lots of caffeine, the dirty, thick sort of, yeah. this district's going to have some of these sort of backstreet coffee vendors. Yeah, um, sure. I don't want real coffee. I mean, what is, I mean, we're in a post-nuclear setting so real coffee Brown sludge. yeah yeah <laughs> um it's synthetic there'll be synthetic coffee substitute that probably tastes nothing like what we think coffee tastes like but it's called coffee and knowing that locals with us we'll have to make sure no matter where we are he doesn't sit with his back to the door otherwise he'll start getting yeah. funny again um sure <laughs> okay yeah you got it right neon <laughs> cool yeah. so you found I you're like basically it. in a in a cheap cafe yep oh, yeah i like it okay yeah, and as uh, Neon said, I'm just crossing my legs, my arms. <laughs> I have my bat on the table right next to me. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so what's the plan, Neon? You're the smart one. 
it's well we need to get in it's a penthouse we last time me and silver did the uh we did the cleaning crew thing you know i'll get on the list and we get up there and that went wrong so i'm not quite sure that's the best way although silver can get in anywhere we just need to get past the security he's just you know sort of brilliant and awesome at getting past that yeah. maybe we should uh have you check what is this uh this this bank house how does it look like yeah 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 okay so mm. i'm going to pull out my uh walkman type device mm -hmm. um some of it is just superficial nonsense really i could just click on my chip and go up but it's part of the sort of the the showman act certainly in front of my friends to look like I actually do something uh, when they're sort of like climbing things. So um, I'm going to do that and I'm going to start looking on the net sort of like initially look and see what's on like their main sort of page, their main sort of like view in the net of what the place is. But I also want to start looking at some floor plans. Okay. So, All right. So you can definitely find without needing to roll or anything, you can find um, Google google yeah. street view sort of um, yeah images of 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 that like stre that stretch of road um certainly also because it's it's the tech zone um is known for uh where you would go at least in this district to find decent quality tech um if you want to get a splice done by somebody who isn't probably gonna butcher you you would go there if you wanted a decent um, bit of chrome that didn't isn't going to have any faults with it. That's where you would go. So it's like kind of like upmarket um, part of part of this district. Um, so yeah, you find you find like a street view of it. It is in a um, I'm not going to call them skyscrapers. They're call them like roughly twenty stories high buildings that are kind of um, you know cheek and jowl next to each other, going down this entire length of um, length of street um, on both sides of the road. And it's on the. If you look at the map there, it's on the on the west side, so the left left hand side of the map of of that road. And yeah. there, the the buildings are just like any. Imagine any kind of um, western city that has skyscrapers. Um, it kind of looks like downtown, as you would imagine, like buildings cheek to jowl next to each other. There might be a small alley going between them, but really they're just different heights up and down. But they're certainly like even at twenty stories high, they're not they're not approaching kind of the the L level. So if you're on the roof of one of these buildings, you're still not technically in the L. <laughs> okay. But that's the highest. And that's the kind of the closest have, you can get. <laughs> the um, the penthouse that we have to get into is it in Intech Tower or is it in one of those smaller? Oh no, it's not Intech um, Tower. Yeah, it's in one of okay, the smaller cool. ones. Intech Tower is actually going up into the L. Um, it's right. completely off limits to the public. Um, so yeah, this is like kind of at I, the hub, the node at I on the map is in Tech Tower, and the stretch of road between H and I is is where this this penthouse is. Got it. Um, you find, I guess you can also find that the um, let's pull up my notes. Sorry, one second. Um, the ground floor of the building that this penthouse is in has a. Um, has a splicing clinic. Um, the the building to the south of it, so it's neighboring building to the south. It has a Xanadu shop, 
at ground level. This is not a place where you can like hack in. There's a Xanadu hotel where you can actually pay to be like high security. You can just like leave the world behind. No one's gonna steal from you or anything like that. Like you might happen at home and you can just switch off for a whole week or something and just live in Xanadu. Um, quite expensive. This is actually a shop that sells like consoles and subscriptions and the accessories like the gloves and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they'll do, they'll take fittings to get you like a, a jumpsuit if you want that sort of thing. So that's to the south is a Xanadu shop on the ground floor. Um, you don't know what, like there's nothing listed above that. Um, to the north of it is a gadget shop that takes up three floors. Um, wow. So they sell a lot I'm of... I'm getting quite excited on that. Yeah, there's a lot of high-tech <laughs> a lot of high tech stuff being sold there. Um, I mean, it's going to be really expensive, of course. Um, Obviously. But yeah, like it's a, it's a massive tech store. And that's to the north side of, of where you're... Of, uh, building um most of these buildings you know because you're you're you've lived in this area you're from this area um you know you have just like in just like how it is in our world you have like shops or commercial sort of enterprises at ground at the ground floor maybe going up two or three floors above that and then everything above that is usually apartments or offices or a mix of a mix of both that sort of thing um, the penthouse suite is the address. The address you get, it has like a number on it. That number is um, 19. So the address yep. is 19, and then whatever the whatever the street address okay. is. And yep. when you look at the, um, you can actually before you find the schematic, you can count that there are 19 floors on this building. Okay, I was going to ask that. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to find a blueprint, uh, you're going to have to give me a tech roll. So Excellent. tech tech is your inter interaction with the. Uh, the net, um, and just before you roll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there are a couple of things here in years or many that we can do. So you roll um, just to break it down as well, because it's the first time we're rolling here. Uh, you have a five. Your, that's your high stat with tech. Yep. You're going to be able to use your cyber deck for this as well. Um, yep. So that's going to give you a plus two to this. You're going to have seven dice to start off with. Um, you're a hacker as a as a concept, you're going to get another two because this is basically your concept either gives you one or two dice depending on how relevant it is. Uh, but this okay. is basically what you're what you live for is yeah, 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 sort of trying to, yeah, yeah. So you're going to get two for this as well. So you're looking at nine a dice pool of nine dice. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to set the difficulty level and difficulty level normally is just normal difficulty is you need one success. Um, yeah. But if the difficulty can ramp up and yeah, yeah. I basically add the number of successes required. And for this specific thing, I think we're just going to go with... I think because it's it's not freely available, you're going to have to look around, snoop around for it a little bit. Um, we're going to require two successes for you to find the actual... Um, okay. Blueprint. Right. Um, so you're going to roll nine dice and you need two successes. So, yeah. Oh, just the one. Okay. So here's, here's the other thing. With pushing... Pushing in this yep. game in Year Zero Mini is you have a luck stat. You have currently have one luck. I'm going to take the map down so we can see your character sheet, actually. Give me a sec. Yep. Um, you have one luck. Uh, the luck allows you a free reroll. That's how luck works. Um, right. You can also take trauma, one point of trauma, to push as well. If you either have used up your luck or you want to do something else. So it's kind of up to you, how you if you want to reroll. Um, Are you happy not to have the... To not have I'm it. happy not to have the trauma this trauma this early on. So I think because this is going to be key to us succeeding, and we really need to succeed, um, we need to get this mystical lamp. I am quite tempted to take it apart and see how it works, but the others are convinced <laughs> me otherwise. Um, okay. So I so I will use my luck 
Um, so you click on the emoji there with the the blue circle. Oh wow! Amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's a success. <laughs> really. Um, so one other thing that um, I mean, we're probably not going to get a chance to use it, but uh, there's something called momentum in this game, and that is if you get more successes than you require, um, it goes into a pool of 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 like freely available dice that other people can use to roll with. Um, it has to be in a related test, and it has to be used like it 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 goes away over time. So you currently are looking at a, a momentum pool of three. Yep. Um, so I'm just I'm putting that on a dice in front of me here. Yep. Um, yeah, and kind of technically in the rules it says anytime somebody acts without using it, it goes down one. But yep. also if like a lot of time will pass, I'll also make it go away too. So it's just just yeah, to yeah. be just to be aware of. So you find you find the blueprints for this um, for this tower, or for this um, for this building. I don't have them, so this is going to be theater of the mind. Um, but it's basically 19 stories tall. Um, there is certainly this, the entire ground floor and part of the second floor, the back of the second floor is taken up with the splicing clinic. Um, that is that is the commercial enterprise that, that takes place at the, at the ground floor. Um, everything else is apartments. Okay. Apart from, the sec apart from the second floor. So the back of it is taken up with the clinic. The whole front half, um, the blueprints don't say what it is it just is a big kind of blank area blank space at the like taking up oh, i said it's at the back it's probably like seven eighths is this big blank space and one eighth at the back is where the there's like extra storage for the clinic at the back yeah and you don't know what it is there's you can't find any any information about it even with all those extra successes it's no, no. just it's just not there so there's something on the second floor that you don't know about um access to the building is basically um Again, kind of looking at how, how buildings work in our in our world. Um, there's a side door to the side of the clinic. You go through there. Um, you imagine you probably need a key pass. If you're a resident in this tower in this like nice area, you probably have a key pass to get in. Um, that goes then up some stairs to the second floor. Um, you can see that there is a door to this um, to this gray area on the on this on the schematic, but nothing else. And then it goes past to the very back of the building. There is a lift or an elevator that goes um, up to the 19th floor from the second floor. So it doesn't go. Oh, in fact, we'll say it goes down to the ground floor as well. But it could be like a service lift, perhaps, um, if, if needed. Yep. Um, but yeah, so there, the lift is at the right, right at the back. So you basically have like, a, if you imagine it's a corridor along the left side of the building when you enter. Um, it goes up some stairs. And then right at the back, um, you know, at this, on the second floor, there is a, a lift that can take you up to the top. Okay. And then so in between, like, I, I think probably most of the um, floors are a mixture of um, a big apartments that take up the entire building. Like the, you know, they're on one entire floor is devoted to one flat or apartment. Um, but there are also certainly smaller apartments that make up that, that space. Um, it's just a kind of hodgepodge. Um, yeah, and the top floor, the penthouse suite, is a penthouse suite, so it um, it takes up the entire top floor, and it has a nice, um, we'll say, it has like a nice balcony at the front as well. Okay, I'll, I'll mention that to Silver, obviously, um, knowing how he enjoys, you know, sort of getting in and out of places. I will point out this great area that I can find nothing about, you know, sort of 
literally nothing there. But we know where the elevators are. Um, and that's where we'll get up there. Um, so you're just sharing the information, I guess. You just flip your hand and you transfer it to our chips. Yeah, I'll just flip it for. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like. Okay, got it. And you'll see them like in front of your maybe like you can you can also like gesture something to like flick it off to the side so it's like blocking your view or anything, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Just think, just think, um, Black Mirror. Yeah. 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 Silver grabs like a big carafe of like the oh this is the french roast they've got <laughs> and um kind of comes back to the table he's like with the bat again can we just kind of get it off the table you know <laughs> i told you about that last time oh yeah 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 i'm just too excited that i've found all this information not realizing we're in a public space <laughs> hey uh neon i might be blind but where are the guards I didn't see it. Well, if we can get closer, I can try and get into the cameras. Uh, um, in, in, in the tech place, they, they, they're not available online. We'll need to get inside onto a terminal. Um, all right. So something that's quite common, which I guess all of you know about, is that um, security systems for buildings like this, especially in like nicer ones that, ones that can afford to do it, tend to be on closed um, circuits. So they're not yeah. necessarily um, like, there'll be CCTV cameras all over the place. Um, but they're normally, the way they normally work is that they go up to um, a kind of relay hub on the roof and there's an antenna, a directional antenna that beams that to a security firm who will be in charge of security for the building. So it's very difficult to, like you can't hack into these things from um, the net. You have to either patch yourself in somehow directly or you'd have to get up 16 plus stories high in the air and intercept the um intercept the uh the kind of tight beam real um you know data relay that's being sent out Could so you would you would definitely know drone. this neon being being like a hacker yeah if i can yeah. would yeah sorry Hayes, what was that i said could take a peek with the drone yeah maybe yeah yeah I mean, you're all you're currently like really far away so you're gonna have to get there sure. um yeah. And this is where I'm going to try and introduce some, some cyberpunk flavor. <laughs> um, Matt, do we know anything about the target? Uh, like uh, who they are, where they work, uh, any of that type of information? Um, you don't actually... Ooh, hmm. That's interesting. I'm going to say um, none of that is publicly inf available information. I guess we can use the momentum from that previous role to yep. make a... Um, hmm to make another tech roll. Okay. Or we just we'll just we'll just cancel. I think with five successes it's kind of we'll just use those five successes for that while you're digging around for information, you find what you need. Yeah, okay. I mean it was an expenditure of your one luck point as well, so it's pretty significant. Okay. I'm not going to make you roll again. Um so you do spend a bit more digging when Sliver asks you about this, you spend a little bit of time kind of digging trying to find this information. You are able to find it and the um <laughs> on the spot. I need to I need to find a name. Hold on. <laughs> no worries. Um, no, mainly why I'm asking is to figure out a good time to to do this heist when they hopefully mm -hmm. won't be around. Something like that. Okay. Um, hmm. I mean, that's going to be harder to figure out. I think you can find out who who lives there. The person who lives there is. Um, you find a name. Um, I guess you could find out a little bit about them from their. What was I calling it? Their tweet book profile. <laughs> um, 
that they probably have. Uh, they're some... Oh, man. Like, it's some sort of, like... Um... I guess he's working in the tech zone, and he's in a penthouse suite. He probably is, like, the store manager for one of the shops. Not the spice, um, not the spicing clinic, but he'll be like a he'll be like a store manager. Okay, go on. You've 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 you're thinking. I, I was going to say that sort of the spice clinic. I just want to check who's the parent company of that. Just before we rock in, should I roll? <laughs> should I roll the dice? So I'll, I'll let you roll for that, Matt. So um, I think we're going to go with the splice. With with it being in the tech zone, I'm going to be. Um, there's going to be. If it's a one or a two, it's not Sapphire. Anything else is going to be Sapphire. And all yep. the five, so it's it's owned by Sapphire. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So as soon as but we you don't need the to. Building... No, that's to get into the establishment. Like that's to get into yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the clinic itself. The, no, the no, door. I'm just. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go on. I was going to say just when it goes wrong, we, that's the only part of the building we can run into. <laughs> I'm just sort of like planning ahead. Yeah, definitely a spanner in the works for sure. So yeah. So we can assume this guy's like nine to five, something like that, I guess. I mean, you yeah. can find you can find the shop times that he works in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, we'll say it's like more or less. Um, yeah, here in the sprawl, it's probably they probably um, open later. It's mm. probably more like they open at ten and they close at like eight, maybe. Mm. But you don't know what. I mean, he might be there an hour early and yeah. you know chip off a little bit early as well. But the opening <laughs> times, we'll say the opening times like ten till eight. Hmm. Sounds like a nooner. Yeah. Uh, Always what... the best to go sort of rummaging about in the daylight. <laughs> and uh, what time is it now? Uh, we'll say you've. It's nighttime. It's nighttime. So it's like um, I don't know, like ten o'clock. Yeah, sure. It's it's ten o'clock right here in Germany right now. So. <laughs> yeah, me. Sounds good. Hmm. So. Wait until tomorrow, maybe. Would you want to go and punch him in the face at night? I don't mind. Uh, well, as, lo as long as you're at the front, I I'm great. Uh, that that sort of uh, you're at the front, man. I'm I'm more than happy to. I don't want to use the word hide, but sort of like stay at the back, uh, making sure no one sort of sneaks up on us. Um, yeah. I, I put my my arm on your shoulder. Yeah, don't worry, Neil. I got you. <laughs> Excellent! <laughs> Suddenly flashing through my head of not wanting to get hurt or shot or something. Is the chrome one, actually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is! <laughs> All I'm thinking is, can I take that apart? <laughs> I really so, want to go at night. I really want to go at night, but it's... I don't know. You are the smart guys. I don't mind. Uh, which of you has the highest guile? Out of four. Uh, ah, few. Mm. Uh, why don't you give me a guile roll? Let me just see if you need to modify by anything. Give me a second. Um... Um, hmm. Yeah, just give me a straight, a straight guile roll, please. Not bad. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Um, you notice that uh, somebody sitting at another table is trying not to make it obvious, but they are they are paying. They're like listening in. They're okay. Eavesdropping. 
Um, Loco, don't look now. But I think that guy just said something about you. With my arm, or my back. What? What guy? And I turn around. I said, don't look now. Hey, man, don't. I mean, what did he say? He talked about my abuelita. <laughs> um, and you see at another table, there's a there's a guy sat there, and he's he's dressed like a local, um, with kind of you know nothing nothing particular, nothing particularly flashy necessarily. Um, doesn't look to be very very wealthy necessarily. Um, and you can see like he's he's like drinking he's drinking a coffee or something. And there's a glint of light when he when he sips, and um, you kind of know that it means that he's got chrome teeth. Mm -hmm. um, he's also fuck ugly, like really, really, like everything's just you know, like his face has gone through a washing machine, kind of. Um, just a really, really ugly guy, and um, yeah, he's the he's the guy that that um, that slivers just pointed, like kind of just gesture towards and you notice when you're kind of making this when you're kind of doing that he's kind of like you can see that he's just like looking directly into his cup he's also not particularly big no well, i don't care so uh, <laughs> I, just, I just i just stand up i mean i leave my bat there and i go to his to his table and i put all my weight on the table so even tilting the table a little bit like hey puto my friend over there told me you're talking about my abuelita you wanna lose your crumb teeth, man? <laughs> all right, all right. I didn't, I didn't say anything. Right. You hey. call him my friend, a mentiroso, puto. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, chum. I don't know what you're, what you've heard, but that's not at all what's going down. I, I don't know you. I don't know your friend. So I grab him with my crumb. I mean, with my right your arm. arm. I pull him, I drag him to the table, I put him on the table, I tell, okay, what did you say? Tell me again. So I put this guy on the table next to Neon and Sliver, and I'm asking him. I'm Who are you asking? The, you're asking the guy? Yeah, yeah. So now tell me again what you said to me in front of my, my friend that you're calling liar. I think as soon as he got up, um, Sliver would have pawned the or palmed the bat and just kind of like just getting it out of sight, out of mind <laughs> oh, yeah, for every, Loco. You know, we don't need anything too crazy. I mean, everyone is currently looking at you in the cafe. Yeah, I'm trying to find somewhere to hide. <laughs> um, yeah, and failing. So at the moment, combat, at the moment nothing's the... nothing's happening. Like no, no one's like a, other else is approaching you. Um, but yeah, hmm. I think hiding the bat has probably helped your situation a little bit. Yeah, and he's just. He just looks terrified. He's kind of just, he's kind of looking at you, Loco. And then he's looking at a kind of Neon and Sliver and just like, I don't know what the fuck to say. Like that kind of look deer in the headlights a little bit. Oh, um, look at his face. He's got problems enough. We got work to do. We should probably, probably scram. We should, but I think as the most charismatic in this group for someone <laughs> known, I'm like, listen, my friend here um, thinks that you've said something. It, it, it's clear that you're, you're interested in, in our conversation. Um, like I say, my, my friend here, and I'll point at um, Loco, 
you know, he's not had enough uh, enough of this uh, coffee today, so he's in a bit of a foul mood. So if you just tell us why you were um, eavesdropping, and then it's all good and you can go. It's, um, and I think that's pretty much, you know, it'll be all good. We can finish our coffee, you can finish yours, and we can sort of uh, leave you for your business. So I'm going to make a charm roll to try and... Okay, yeah. Um, Calm me down. <laughs> Calm everybody down, because if the law turn up, that's going to delay us, and then we won't be able to do this. Okay. It's um. You got three, right? It's point. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm just blathering away, realizing that although I'm the most charismatic normally, this situation with the fact that this guy sort of holding, you know, locals holding them down. Clearly, my words are just not—he's not here, not listening to me. It's yeah. Um, so I, I push him down more, like making the table creak, and I'm like, and I'm like, duck Buddha. Okay. Um, at that point, I, I, do I need to roll meat <laughs> and chrome <laughs> and, and all this? <laughs> no, no, no. Because um, we're, I mean, we'd only be rolling that if the um, failure state would be kind of significant, yeah. which it, it, it. I mean, this is a. Uh, kind of a small a small guy and you're definitely in control he's not trying to get away from you or anything like that so we'll, we'll leave it for now um however you kind of um feel a tap on your shoulder mm. me yeah yeah so uh, well, while pulling him down with my my right arm i look around but you know i'm ready you know i know how these things goes you know guys are never alone um Standing a little bit taller than you, in fact, is um, a big, a big, big guy, um, and you can see that he's he's <laughs> he's wearing the shirt, but there's like a little there's like a little um, patch on it of the the logo for this cafe that you're in. Um, ah, he's the monster. Okay. He's like, um, I need you to unhand my that customer right now, or we're gonna have a problem. I look at him and he's like, he has a problem with me. Talks bad about my abuelita. Do you think I'm going to leave this like that? I mean, he's going to sit down here and he's going to apologize. His eyes, as you're looking at him, his eyes go red. And steam starts kind of coming out of his ears. I don't want to ask you a second time. You don't want to see me mad. This is typical, like, AR bullshit that people do. Yeah. I just, I mean, I drop this other guy, and I I cross my arms, and I'm in front of him. It's like, so what? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's enough places in this city that we're banned from. Um, this, this is one, I don't want this to be another coffee joint that we can't come back to. <laughs> He kind of he kind of looks looks past your head, uh, loco to neon. I think uh, you should listen to your friend. And while you're at it, get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> okay. I, I'm standing there. I'm not fucking moving. I'm just I holding my ground. Up. <laughs> I'm holding my ground. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, Slurry kind of pats loco on the shoulder there. He's like. Come on, I don't even think this was French roast anyway. <laughs> I'm still holding my ground, like, 
Oh, look, we've got, we've got other things to do, Loco. He, he, he's clearly a buffoon, this chap. And if he wouldn't tell us what he's doing, clearly, if we were to leave here, he wouldn't follow us now, would he? <laughs> oh, no. And, and like, okay, fine. I, I grab the guy. I put it over my, my shoulder. But you I grab mean, the, what? The small Sorry? guy. The small guy. The oh, small no, he's not, he's not there. He's not there. Ah, he ran away. Well, I, I mean, you t that. you took your arm off, and then we're facing up to this guy. He snuck. He snuck ah, away. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay. And I imagine. Don't forget, local. We weren't going to pick up anybody. <laughs> it was quite clear from Neon and Sliver that they weren't going to try and um, stop stop him. <laughs> no. okay, um, okay. He's still in the he's still in the cafe though. He's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. yeah, not anywhere near you. So you'd have to like you'd have to turn around, like put your back to this bouncer, yeah. go back over and like grab the guy if you wanted to. Come on, look, we'll leave to. now. And like I say, we're going to head to... We'll go to a different store, and we'll try to very quickly think of another store that's further down the block, um, just to see if he comes and starts following us. And then, you know, so that's what I'll say out loud. You know, we're going to head down to this other store now. Okay. Come so on, look, he'd be I, foolish I, to follow us, right? Come on. And I look on. at this guy at the bounce, and like, you're lucky that my, my friends are, are putting some sense in my head, you know, but my head is not all right, you know. I'll get you one day. And I, I turn around, grab my bat, and I put it, I don't know, maybe have a, somewhere to put it on my back or something like that. And I just turn around and, and go with my friends. But I look at the little guy before and I'm like, I'm him. If I see you, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> So, as we're leaving, I want to say to this bouncer, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. Next time, we'll be all nice and quiet. It'll <laughs> uh, be really good. Okay, bye. The bouncer just kind of, like, you know, walks behind you all as you're, as you're leaving and kind of stands in, the, stands in the entrance with his arms crossed, like... Yeah, towering above me. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like... Well, that's, what he's, that's what he's employed to do. All right, so you're <laughs> you're out of the cafe. What do you want to, what do, you want to do? It's like, again, it's like 10-ish, um, 10, 10-15, something like that. I think we head to where we were said we were going, but we're going to move deliberately just to see if this guy follows us. Um, okay. Because once we're out on the street, that's self-defense, right, Loco? Yeah, I don't fucking care, man. <laughs> so you got a couple of different ways you can go. Um, I'll just tell you the, the kind of the area, the, the, the areas a little bit. Um, the more central you stay in the in the district, uh, the more kind of developed it is and it's around the edge especially on the east or the right hand side of the map and on the south side of the map um, there's a little bit of um, like destruction that's gone on that the the sprawl hasn't really um, built up so much around it so there's ruins of, of like old buildings there's a lot of what's called what I'm calling radweed which is this kind of like um, overgrowth that somehow is, has survived despite there being like out in the wasteland and stuff um, kind of covering everything. So there's like this overgrowth area, um, certainly full of like the Warren is all over that bit. There are definitely like mutants and other creatures and animals out in it, um, but it's still within the city walls. Um, so the way I've kind of figured this is that you're kind of near the the edge of the sprawl. You're not right in the center of it. Um, so the loop kind of takes you away from the the, the edge toward more towards the center of the sprawl, if you will. Um, so yeah. That's just something to think about. Like, if you're going to walk at night along the, the edge of the district, that's kind of what you're going to be... Uh, that's what you're going to be aware of. Uh, between F and G, that, that strip is known as the Fun Zone. Um, between E and F is an area known as... Well, it's basically lots of skyscrapers. Um, like, like the ones you're 
you're kind of looking for, but it's not particularly, it's all residential, more or less. Um, okay, G, so between G and K is uh, Butcher Alley. Butcher Alley is where you can get um, proper food. And it's uh, not particularly expensive, so this is like, um, yeah. Okay. Like like holes in the walls, that sort of thing, yeah? Yeah. You're currently at G. Just... You're currently in the Nexus at G. <laughs> we're going to the to the penthouse, no? Yeah, so it's at, it's between yeah. H and I, right? On that little, uh, that little yeah. stretch of road. So, I'm just so we saying, take the do metro, you go, I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to go on the on the, the railway line? There's no actual running train. Um, okay. It's it is a train line that the kind of has just been mm. people have kind of um, developed around it. Can we stop a taxi or something? Yeah, there's there's cabs and stuff. There's it is a road. Before we stop for cabs, can we just walk for a little bit and get Sliver to have a look behind us just to see if that guy's following us? Sure, man. The, yeah. the last, I'm only speaking for me, uh, but the last thing, if we get a cab and we get to the penthouse and we get out and he follows us there, it, it could go wrong. Um, I'm suddenly yeah. very nervous about this. I'm incredibly nervous. It, it's okay. but, but, but Loco and Sliver, you're the guys. You, you, you're going to be great. You're going to be. Um... <laughs> so, okay, so we can do this. Like, I, I'll, I'll have, I'll have um, Sliver roll for yep. Guile again for this. Um, you're going to get a couple of bonus dice. You're, you're kind of a specialist in this kind of thing with. Uh, sneaking about, right? So you know some of the tricks. Um, however, it's not really... I'm going to argue that it's more like a one extra dice added to this rather than two to spot somebody else. Um, but if you want to use your if you want to use your drone, you could definitely use your drone as well. And that would give you <clears> two <throat> extra dice. Um, I think I'll just I'll just eyeball it. We'll save the drone for for later. Okay. And it's certainly a developed, even though it's nighttime, um, you're in a developed enough area that there is a lot of light and stuff. Um, bear in mind that there are AR tricks you can do to, to like, go in stealth mode, um, just purely with, with um, augmented reality. So do you want to switch your chip off while you're, while you're looking? Yep, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, you do that as you leave, and... Okay, yeah, sorry. I need to roll. Okay, and you got a success. Cool. Um, you have moved a little bit like far away. Which way are you going, by the way? Are you going towards F or are you going towards K? Towards F, you uh, said, along the K, fog line. K, probably, no? K, yeah. Oh, towards K, right, on the yeah. greenway. Um, yeah, yeah. So you're heading south, like where there's all these other eateries and stuff. Um, they're all open. And it's fairly easy to watch who's going in and out of this cafe as you're kind of glancing over your shoulder. Um, and you do see the guy leave. Um, and he kind of stands there watching the three of you and then he heads off in the opposite direction okay I think we're clear yeah let's grab a cab alright you're paying me on uh, yeah sure <laughs> Okay. I've learned over the years not to argue when you say I'm pissed. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, bear in mind you're all three poor, right? Yeah. Um, you just you've just eaten at a like had a had a coffee at a cafe. Um, you can definitely like share the, share it between the three of you to get a to get a cab. Um, I think because because you're all poor, you've gone with the poor wealth option, which is like the lowest option you can go for. 
Um, the most that you can scrape together maybe is he'll, it'll take you to like J. Okay. On the on the map there. Yeah. I just love the idea of us sort of looking at our creds, sort of like our jeans, sort of going, well, we could get the cap oh, to J. Mm. Well, at least we don't have to walk all the way. Yeah, two blocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mega blocks. Yeah. Um, well, they are exactly. They are mega blocks. So two mega blocks mm. is going to save uh, some time on our little legs. Yeah, yeah, because we don't really know the distance, no, between in it's, this map. No, it's um, it probably take you about um, an uh, hour, okay, okay. an hour to walk between J and K, maybe on foot. So it's gonna take you about an hour to walk to I from J. Okay. Well, and in a car, it's gonna take I don't know, like ten minutes. Um, yeah. To get there, it depends on depending on traffic and stuff. So you got you you hit um. Get a cab, no, no problem at all. Um, the cabbie's name is Arrow, um, and as he's driving, he's uh, he's chatting to you the whole time. He's chatting about how he wants to get out of the cab business um, and how he wants to make it big on Xanadu. Um, you know, he's just he just got his first subscription like two months ago, and he's been you know he's been checking out. He's telling you the nodes that he's playing on, and JP, you're just listening to like noob. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, what um, I was going to say is, oh, have you done that? Oh, you would have done that bit yet. Oh, there's the bit where this... Ah, oh, no, you won't have got to there yet either. Um, I don't want to give you any spoilers, but did you... Uh, uh, okay, you're a noob and you've selected all the wrong things to start up your character. Brilliant. But he's also um, not listening to you. As you're trying to, like, <laughs> offer him some advice, he's just, like... It's typical cabbie, like, he's just... Yeah. He's just keeping the... Yeah. Like, he's just talking and... Um, He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh yeah, I know about that. Yeah, yeah. And then like this node, like I, I got to level, I got to level fifteen in like three hours. Like that's pretty impressive, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, and this this chap's got um, he's got like AR tattoos. So they're not like tattoos on his skin, but they're like all over his body. And it's scrolling text that, as you're kind of looking at it, you realize um, it's um like trending topic feeds from from tweetbook or whatever we want to call it um yeah. that he's just got like i know i guess if you don't want to listen to him you can at least catch up on the local news or local <laughs> gossip um <laughs> and uh yeah after do you want to do you want to spend any more time like yeah. role playing chatting with him about anything or do you want to ask him any questions or anything i will just be looking out of the window like ignoring this Blah blah blah. I don't care. <laughs> well, I'm getting really excited. The fact he's not <laughs> listening to me, it's going to be on for another five minutes, and I'm just going to sit quietly with my arms folded, just staring yeah. at him. Yeah, Neon is sitting in the middle, yeah. uh, next to <laughs> yeah. the window. He's between probably it's Liver and me, and I'm like, you know, with my with my legs wide open, <laughs> and, and looking out of the window, like, and the poor Neon is like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm stuck in the middle. I can't get near a window, and this guy's not listening. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. All right. So I'll get quiet you get when you get to K. K is um, the pit, and yeah. the pit is a massive trench that's been dug um, south of. So where that 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 road called the Greenway, it kind of um, cuts through cuts through that road, and um, yeah, there's a single. You know that there's a single footpath that goes across the basically connects the Greenway to the node at K. Um, there's also a like a presence of guards there. The guards are actually um, a gang called Vampire Army, um, who are kind of like the lead gang in this district, and they are basically just a bunch of goth punks who um, have like a vampire thing going with them. Um, they operate at night mainly. Uh, they have uh, like 
splice um, vampire fangs. That's like one of their initiation things that they get. Um, there's rumors that they deal in um, organ trafficking, but uh, who doesn't? Exactly. Um, if, it, if it means money that we can get a cab from you know A all the way through to I, just stay on the pink loop. Yeah. You know that. that and this is this is one of their hangouts. Like this is one of the areas. It has like it's one of the places that kind of has to be manned to make sure that um, you know no uh, you know no one no denizens from the Warrens make it into their district sort of thing. Um, so they're like armed as well. They're smoking and like having a chat and stuff. They don't really like. There's a lot of traffic going past. Um, so that's that's basically what happens at K. And between J and K on the road for you're there, like there for ten minutes watching it go past um, is kind of. Um, like you make sure all of you put your windows up and uh it's it kind of stinks of like kind of like sewage and it gets stronger as you get towards jay um and it's not really super populous here uh there are on the north side of the road there are these sort of like high-rise buildings um but they're quite decrepit and you, there are lots of um like gangs of ragged youths kind of like they're they're gangs of youths but they're like you know they're not they're not dressed particularly well. That are kind of like watching, and they're kind of darting in and in and out of traffic and stuff. Um, and this is an area you probably wouldn't normally wander around on foot if you could help it, um, like normal people. Um, but you know, you got Loco with you, so they probably would leave you alone. Well, I was going to mention that as I'm in the middle, I'm trying to make myself really small, so anyone looking through the window just sees Loco and then backs away. They think he's scowling at them. He's just bored by being in the cab. <laughs> sort of... Yeah, I mean. I mean, Arrow is still just jabbering away um, about yeah. the whatever node he's been to next, um, and these are all like, he's he's now talking about a platforming node, which you think of like Super Mario 3D yeah. kind of like type of thing, um, but you know he's Mario kind of thing, so he's like, this is the one he just tried out yesterday or something. <laughs> um, you then get to Jay, and this is where he stops. You pay him. Um, Jay is uh, what's called the morgue, and this is where dead bodies uh, basically just get dropped in the canal. In the canal, this is where the stench of sewage is also overpowering. Um, as soon as you get out of the um, out of the uh, the cab, at this spot, um, you can already start to feel a bit of like your eyes slowly start to burn, then your nose slowly starts to burn. Um, you all keep your mouths closed as much as you can because the inside of your mouth would start to burn. Um, the canal is not really. It doesn't have a very high concentration of, of clean water, shall we say. Um, it's kind of toxic sludge. Um, yeah. And this is where they dump... It flows from the kind of from the north-west uh, to the southeast, so it flows down left on the map. Um, I'm just realized I don't have the map up, so let me just... I've been talking about it constantly. <laughs> so you've gone from G to K, K to J. Right, so you're at J now, yeah. and uh, yeah, the canal is flowing kind of down left off of the off of the map, and it's called the morgue because that's where that's where bodies get dropped, uh, dead bodies. Um, and I'm, yeah. I imagine that a scavenger trying to pick any. I was just going to say left just... on these guys. Yeah, no yeah. Um, I mean, people don't really go into the canal, but uh, certainly like we'll try and fish them out or something like that for sure. Um, and it's also not like a very swift, it being a canal, and it's also, you know, at sea, it's dammed. There's a weir uh, there as well uh, that we can kind of control the flow of it into the into the district. Um, so it doesn't, like, it's just full of, I mean, the canal's pretty pretty horrible to start off with. Then it gets slowed down, controlled, so all the shit from the, the kind of pink district makes the way its way into it. Um, all the runoff from the various businesses and stuff get dumped into it. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, you make your way, I guess, very quickly past the canal, right? As past fast as we can. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you're not equipped with any kind of, like, you know... Suits or... No. no. Yep. Um, and that's fine. I mean, it's just a narrative thing that you're kind of... Um, yeah, yeah. That that's happening. If you were to linger there, then it might start taking some harm. Um, but yeah, the next stretch between I and J is... Um, it's called the Razor Way. And because you can see, um, you can actually see the Intech Tower up ahead of you because it's all lit up at the top, um, and there's some lights kind of running down the side of it. Uh, with your chips turned on and with the AR stuff switched on, there isn't any kind of um, AR finery down at the lower level of the tower. It's completely like blank, other than some some lights which kind of make their way up at the along the edges, along the seams, if you will. Uh, but higher up, when you kind of look up. Uh, there's all sorts of flashy moving um, billboards and stuff kind of projected mainly for people in skimmers um, up in the L to, to see. So you can very easily see that's like that's the corner. You know that's the edge of the of, te of the tech zone that you're heading towards. And the road that you're on right now, um, the south side of this road has a massive uh, chain link fence uh, that's reinforced with razor wire along the top. Um, and everyone knows that this is paid for by, by Intech. Uh, just to make sure that no, nothing unsavory makes its way from the uh, the kind of sprawl waste nearby um, up to towards their tower. So they maintain okay. it. It's in pretty good shape. There is still um, you do you do kind of uh, I guess as you're walking, there is still traffic going along. Um, there aren't again aren't many shops. So the north side also has uh, residential bits, but there you can tell that they're a little bit more upscale than the previous ones on this side of the canal. Because you're making your way more towards the you know, kind of the nicer area of the district, um, you do see some groups of, of vampire vampire army uh, people kind of walking around. But again, they're they're kind of in control of the area, and they kind of they don't really kick they don't, they don't like um, hassle people for the for the hell of it. At least not these the ones you're kind of passing by. Unless you look okay. at them wrong, or you um, you know you do something a little bit silly, loco. <laughs> uh, but yeah so okay. you make your way it's going to take you about an hour so we're going to say um, you'll be getting there just I don't know like 20, 20 minutes to, to midnight something like that so not okay. quite midnight when you get you make your way you get to kind of um, the, the tower so to I okay yeah okay. and as you, get, as you get closer to it you can hear um, the buzzing of drones um, as you're aware because you've you've all you're all from this district that there are there's like a, a pretty heavy drone presence in this area uh, around the tower specifically mm. um there's also like spotlights kind of shining down on the round uh, like on the ground around the around the tower mm. and not spotlights like metal gear solid that are kind of moving constantly these are like the whole the whole area around it is is lit um yeah, I mean, traffic is still walking past it and everything. Like, it's mm. not restricted area or anything. It's just very <laughs> heavily monitored. Yeah, so this is the headquarters or intake in a way, no? Yeah. I mean, you don't know, um, but it's certainly an intake, an intake building. Okay. Oh, I still want to hack in and turn the lights off. But that isn't for now. That isn't for now. I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> It'd be cool to turn all them spotlights off or hack one of them drones. But no, no, we need to focus on what we're doing. Uh, Life goals, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on the bucket list, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess we okay. continue, no? We get to continue, house. yeah. Yeah. So after a short, after getting to Intech, um, it only takes you about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Um, 
to get two or five minutes to to find the uh, the the high rise building in question. Yeah. Uh, the splice clinic at this time is closed. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, most of the shops along here are closed. Uh, there are some restaurants and cafes. You would not be able to afford any of them. No. Any of the three of you. Um, but they're they're certainly open, and there's some people kind of milling around. And um, the the advertisements here are are much more kind of classy than the ones you would normally see <laughs> closer to the Nexus. Um, like very very well. Like you can see um, actual AR uh, projections of people, and you know they're you know they they're AR because they have like um, they have like watermarks on them to let you know that they're that they're you know not real people because they don't they don't want you to make a fool of yourself you know talking having, <laughs> trying to start a conversation with a with a, yeah. a, a an ar representation of somebody uh, but they're kind of standing there and like they're chatting if you if you look at them the volume slowly like increases to like oh let me hear what they're saying and they're all inviting you to come inside or uh there's some of them are stood outside at the entrances of shops and they're kind of telling you oh the opening times are at this time da, 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 da. um so that kind of thing right um so you yeah. have a, so do we? I guess, I'm guessing we we stand out by the way we are dressed. There, I mean, at this time, yeah, most people coming through here are are either tr are either passing through for some reason, or they're they're kind of like looking for a restaurant or meeting up with people. But you do stand out a little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, being if you if kind you kind of, of stop and, and hang out on a corner, you're definitely going to stand out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fact that we all look poor stands us out, even before the fact. <laughs> Poor walking on the street, and you know. I mean, you don't look poor. You just look like, um, you know, like sprawl rats, kind of, right? You're, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Tony looks like a bruiser, um, and this isn't really an area where there's a lot of bruisers, unless they're vampire army, maybe, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So we just try to avoid, uh, you know, the. Yeah, we just try to avoid making eye contact. And Mainly, just some people don't remember us. I mean, try maybe be on the side, on the other side of the restaurants or something like this. Yeah, that's a good <clears> idea. <throat> Keep, although walking backwards and forwards across the road all the time to avoid the restaurants, <laughs> that also might uh... True. True. Um, at H again, um, as I mentioned, there's this uh, this hotel, the Xanadu mm -hmm. Hotel, and you can see that in front of you as well. It actually. Um, uh, ooh. I don't know if that goes up to all the way to the L. We'll say it doesn't. This one doesn't mingle the L and the sprawl together. Although in Xanadu, you can meet people from the L, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you can see it, though. It's quite tall. It's quite glamorous. Um, it actually has... It's in the shape of a palm tree, this building. And it goes... It's probably about another 20 or 30 stories taller than the, the high rises here. So it kind of rises above. It's all lit magnificently. Um, it's got like the the terms like Xanadu, like you know, splashing all over it. There's like you know, AR fireworks going off. It really draws the eye. Like, this is this is Xanadu. Um, you know, it's better than life, sort of thing. Um, and you can see that ahead of you. Um, you know that the the loop kind of goes goes through it, or just like underneath it. Um, I'll turn. What do you want to do? You, you, you want to kind of keep heading that direction? Do you want to stop um, by this apartment? What do you want to do? Um, I want to stop near the Xanadu store, and I want to go up and have a look in the window. The neighboring one. Like... The one that's okay. to the south of this one, yeah? The shop? Yeah, yeah. Rather than the... Basically... So the, the one I was just describing is the hotel at H. Okay, sorry, no, the hotel at H, sorry. The hotel at H. So the, there um, was the Xanadu store. That's, sorry, neighboring... it's the store, I got confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the store I want to look at. Yeah. 
Uh, there were two, a, remember? Uh, there was at the south, there was this Shanadu shop, and then at north, it was this gadget yes. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't read my writing. Um, <laughs> so I want to go to the, the store and look, just look at gears and all these sort of, you know, Xanadu gloves and yeah. key rings and mouse mats and, and everything that you can imagine and just sort of like forget what we're here for. And I'm yeah. like, wow, this is great. Oh, we need to get so, in here. We need to get. <clears throat> When you approach the window, um, like it's got it's got like Xanadu paraphernalia, like also on the outside of the store, trying to get your attention. Um, you can tell that it's like shuttered up and completely like you can't get inside the shop at all. But as soon as you approach the approach the glass, um, it kind of it looks almost as if like the lights inside are coming on, and you can see the entire inside of the shop. And wherever you look, if you're looking at something, it kind of like it kind of like floats up and makes itself bigger to show you what it is you're looking at. A price tag will fly flash in front of it, um, and if you linger on it, you'll start hearing a salesman, like um, or maybe a saleswoman in this case, pitching you in very very seductive voice about you know this latest model of whatever glove. Yeah. Oh, well, this, this... Not, this is not just any glove. This is yeah. a Xanadu professional glove. <laughs> So, so while Neon is like salivating here, <laughs> I look at Sliver. Hey, what about your drone? Should we have a look? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. This could, uh, this could take a minute. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll, he'll pop off a, a backpack and kind of fish his drone out. And hmm. I checked that there are no cameras. I mean, you're, oh yeah, yeah, that's there are cameras point. pointing Maybe. at you right now. There are because we're on the store, I guess. Oh yeah, good point. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll sneak around the corner. I mean, yeah, it's not like constant CCD presence everywhere um, in my head, but it, they're like every, certainly every storefront has probably one, maybe two. Mm. In fact, probably every building has maybe two pointing like yeah. towards the center yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, well, but there are, I'm as happy. I said, there are alleys between them too. I'm happy to be a distraction staring through this window. I can go through every single tech item if you need me to stand in front of this. Um... And to be honest, you're probably not the first, um, you know, the first poor kid to stand first, in front of yeah. the Xanadu shop when no, you know, out of hours when there are no employees to come and shoo you away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. keeping an eye out, like trying to, you know, kind of check that Neon is okay and Sliver is okay also. So Sliver yeah. is going to go down like an alley next to it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I okay. probably will walk up and down trying okay. to check that everything is cool. All right, so I imagine I imagine Loco kind of kind of lounging a little bit at the entrance to the alley where there's a mm. little bit of um, like camera or camera camera gap. Um, mm. Okay, so Hayes, you get um, Sliver gets your, <laughs> the drone out. Um, what do you want to do with it? Probably... Um pop it up and take a look at the 19th floor okay. and see if we can see any movement, any lights, and see, just see what we can see. Sure. Okay. Kind of case um, the joint. Yeah. So you have it, you have it go up. Um, hmm. I'm going to say um, when you get, no, that's fine. I think it's. I think I think I'll allow it. I was just kind of trying to think of whether there'd be any kind of security in place that would um, disable, uh, like non-authorized drones from from working in the area or like switch mm -hmm. off their 
their stuff. I don't think this is, this guy's gonna have it. Um, I'm not making him like some big mega core guy. He's a he's a shop manager. He's no reason to think people would um, mm. want to snoop on him. So yeah, you get up to the you get up to the top floor um, with your drone, and you're able to kind of you know peek inside. Uh, he does have some of his some of his window like windows aren't aren't covered. Uh, you're able to look inside, and it's a very nice. I mean, it's called a penthouse suite, but this isn't like you know a millionaire. This is just somebody who's lives in the sprawl and has access to more money than most people do, and so he's kind of living the best life that he can live in the sprawl. So he's got like um, you can see that he actually has a um, a Xanadu um, couch. They're called so it's it's kind of like imagine it a little bit like a um, hypersleep couch in like Alien or something, right? Um, except it doesn't have a lid on top, so you basically can lie yourself in there. You don't get any kind of like um, you, you know you can, you can hook into Xanadu for quite a long time, and you don't get any kind of like bed sores or anything like that because it's a nice cushioned couch. They're quite expensive. Um, certainly the types of things you would find in the Xanadu hotel, and he has one, and he's currently jacked into Xanadu in the couch right now. Hmm. <clears throat> it being like close to midnight. Right. Cool. Any other people in there with him? Not that you can see. And any security measures that strike me? Oh, um... You don't see any CCTV through the windows. You don't see any kind of um, synths or I don't know any kind of like anything visible that you can that you can tell. Um, I mean, your drone is basically giving you a camera a camera feed, right? Um, yep. So you're kind of getting. You, I mean, you see the guys jacked into Xanadu, he's out of it. Like, he's not in He's not in the real world at the moment. Uh, so you can get it kind of close, you can kind of check different angles and stuff, and you don't see any kind of obvious security measures inside the inside the, the penthouse. Bearing in mind, you can probably, let's say you can see um, two rooms. One at the back, uh, which is where he is, and one on the opposite side, there's like a, there's like a bathroom window that hasn't been, hasn't been covered. Um, and you can kind of see through the bathroom. The bathroom door has been left open, and you can kind of see into the corridor beyond. Um, we'll say even the corridor all the way beyond to where his front door is, like to end the, the access door to his to his flat. Um, and you don't see. I mean, he's got the typical kind of like panel next to the door where he can check. Um, you know, people coming in. Like, well, I guess maybe they don't have a panel. <laughs> There's still a panel. He probably uses. Uh, he just does it remotely wherever he is. Right. But nothing that you can tell. Nothing that you can tell that okay. looks like security. And you're a specialist in this. Like, I don't need to make you roll for it. You know what to look for. Um, there could definitely be something in there, but just not... You just can't see it from where you are. And it certainly isn't like... Um, if he has something, he, is, he isn't somebody who's paying a lot of money for it. Because people who pay a lot of money for it, uh, they have, like, automated shutters that'll go, go down over all the windows to protect it. Like, they don't even have to think about it. This guy's clearly forgotten to close some of his shutters. Um, I mean, that's, like, some of the basic, like, home security systems would do that sort of thing. So this guy probably, you're imagining, doesn't have a lot in the way of security. However, there might be um, heavier security inside the actual building itself. Like, whoever owns the building might have installed, like, in the corridors and stuff. There could be um, valet type of guards who, like, there could be a guard posted every day 
um, right, 24-7 S security type of thing. Um, not necessarily, I mean, you're in tech zone, so the tech zone, if any, if any place in the district has it, it's going to be a place in the tech zone. Yeah, sure. But you can't see that from here, and you don't know that for sure. You just kind of, in the back of your mind, like, well, okay, doesn't look too, doesn't look too difficult from here, um, but maybe you can't really see, there are no windows uh, opening into the into the side bits. Right on. Um, and buildings next to this one, are there any that are of the same height or like that are very close, like an alleyway away or? Uh, yeah, give me one second. Sliver always thinks about exit plans. Sure. So you're to the south of it right now. Um, the south building is shorter. Um, it's 16 floors. Remember the, the the building that you're looking at is 19, 19 floors yeah. high stories, um, and the one on the northern side is a little bit taller. It's twenty one stories high, so two stories higher. Um, you could probably jump. I shouldn't give you any ideas. <laughs> you I was could probably, already there, man. I was already there. You could probably there. jump from uh, the the northern building onto the roof of the nineteenth story, the nineteenth story one, um, without breaking anything. Okay. Uh, but it's, I mean. We're talking like I don't know, six to seven meter fall. So I, maybe you could actually you probably could break something. That is quite high. That's yeah, and it's like you can. It's like it's not like it's not like grass or anything on the roof of, of this building. It's it's concrete. Neon could break a toe, stumbling through the night. And it's Do you happen to have any uh, climbing gear or anything like that? Uh, I I had some that I, I took it off um, the sheet when you talked about uh, maybe but you do have one, something in the moment. You do have one slot left, right, in your yep. in your gear. Yep, sure do. So you could this could be a point where you say like, well, I have something. Sure. But yeah. Anyway, I think for now, yeah, I'll just recall the drone and um, mm -hmm. relay what I've seen to the guys and. Okay. You know. Loco, this is gonna be easy, man. But you know, I don't like easy things. I want people to punch. That is too boring, man. Is there any door I need to kick at least? Yeah, you can kick a door. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy now. Okay, so um what do you wanna do? Okay, so we reconvene on the Oli, Ali, probably. Yeah, so you're having that, that chat. What about JP? Um... Um, so basically, after a while, I've realized that I've been spending way too much time staring at things. And the other two have, I've seen local walk off around the corner. Obviously, he's been sort of, you know, and I've heard a bit of the conversation. I'm like, oh crap, we're here for business. And then I'm sort of like pulling myself away. But just before I go around the alleyway to join them, I'm just going to have one last look and watch the thing light up and watch all the various other sort of like, oh, you want to be... And it's like, no, no, run it. Okay. And I'll get around the corner. Um, I, I'm sorry, guys, I was just transfixed. Did you know that the new gloves um, are just sort of like this extra sensitive and they're just sort of... Um, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. Okay, Sliver, <laughs> spill it out. How do we do this? <laughs> I'm just, you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we need to get into the building. Should be easy, we should be able to just hack our way in there. That, that'll be easy. Um, I could try getting into, get into Xanadu and sort of try and do something. 
we need to get into the building first. And I don't think the old uh, trick of just pressing all the buttons and hoping somebody opens it's going to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> not as they've all got wireless chips and they can switch cameras on. Um, okay, so so what are the options? We try and hack it. I try and hack it. You try and punch it. Which door? I'm confused. There are way too many doors. <laughs> well, there's a... Um... Service elevator. We might even be able to get into the building if it's open to the public, right? Because the there was a clinic while it's closed now, obviously, but um, we still might be able to just walk into that building, no? Oh, yeah. I just completely blacked that bit out. <laughs> you think? Was, uh, um, they night. usually, like, these places, unless there's, like, a business on the upper floors the doors are usually you need like a key or a key card type of thing mm. to access mm. it but you haven't looked yet no okay we'll head up we'll see if it's if it's open if it's open we'll walk in if not i'll try and hack it and if that fails well i'll look at local you can kick it so who's gonna who's gonna try the door wait 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 this is guys you don't want to show our faces there at least, don't you, can, can you check if the doors are open? For fuck's sake. <laughs> this is why we need you, local. It's why you went wrong last time. I mean, if the door's mechanically locked, I've got something for that. Oh, the cameras, man. Um, yeah, so? Are the cameras, do the cameras for this building, you say, be on the internal circuit? Normally, yeah. Okay. Which is on the antenna on the on the roof, roof. yeah. Or unless you can find like an access panel to hack into. Which will be on the inside of the building, okay. Normally. Mm -hmm. And just pull up an AR mask. Like, uh... Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm sure Loco is Shared his Dia de los Muertos meetings uh, <laughs> with us all, you know. So you the cameras, um, security cameras, won't usually record um, anything AR related. They'll just it'll be complete meat space recordings. Mm. Okay. Um, just you'll be. Oh, that's a cool idea. I like it. I really it's like a great it. idea. I really like it. But anybody who's got a chip switched on would not be able to like. They would see whatever you're projecting or covering your face with. I'm sure. definitely doing the Dia de los Muertos thing. <laughs> we go in. It's a cool one, man. I really like it. All right, so uh, you've got a you've got like a, a colorful skull uh, mask on. Yeah. As soon as it's suggested, it just it's just there. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're probably like getting in their faces, like, oh, look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's really cool. I really like that. Um, what about uh, so? Like okay, so you want to try the door, right? There's going to be a camera. The door is on the side of the building. I've said that there's no. there's cameras on the corners of the buildings pointing down. So you'll be like directly below one of the cameras, which probably you're you'll be within its cone of vision. But you can mm. definitely like angle your body so it's like you no, know, you're not showing your face. That's not a problem. Can I, can I say I have a bandana or something that I can pull over my face? I don't know. My pocket and being a pull out a pair of glasses, uh, you know, it works in the, in the TV you're, shows. No, but, you're, all a, you're, all a, you're all a crew, and your your specialization is curios, right? You're, you're, you're yeah. you yeah. steal things, so I'm happy for you all to have, like, um, 
you know, like exactly. scarves or bandanas or something that you like can kind of conceal your face from. Like, yeah, like in, in, what, part in of your... Watch Dogs that you just pull it up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Well, on the game that you just pull it up when yep. you're yeah, yeah, yeah. going in. Watch Dogs style. Yeah. We, we played them in the games. So okay. Yes. <laughs> I can <laughs> see it's like spraying them out too. Like... Yeah. <laughs> um, that works too. It's, um, we're going to say it's it's more than two meters um, above the ground, but... Um, okay. You certainly, you certainly can spray paint them if you want to add some spray, a can of spray paint to your. That's gonna be something that's gonna take up a gear slot. I didn't think anything actually. Um, so who's gonna? I will just put the bandana. So who's who's gonna check it? I go. I will just pull the bandana up. Loco goes. Go okay. The, you yeah. pull the bandana up over your over your meat face, and yeah. your AR face has the has the skull. Um, yeah. And you kind of go around the corner you kind of keep your head down i guess so you're like not looking at the yeah, yeah. looking at it um and you see that the door doesn't even have any kind of like like access place where you would like mm. like scan a scan some sort of like card or something or mm. even with mm. ar like there's no there's nothing poking like it's a completely the door is completely um blank also in ar so there's yeah so I stand in front of it. Does it open? It opens, yeah. It opens so I out, go so in. you kind of pull it. Pull oh, it I'll put my stuff back in my pockets. So I go just in and I chip them. It's open. Yep. Okay. Send them a text message. Are you all Are you all remaining chipped? Are you going to turn your AR stuff off? What do you want to do? I'm going to turn mine off when we walk in, just so the building doesn't click us. Um... Yeah, so you will, like, if there's a scanner in the building, it will scan your chip regardless of whether it's switched on or not. Hmm. So it's like, you can't... It's like the you client can't, only. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like, you're you're just switching off the feed to the net, and also, hmm. if there's anything that's AR-related that's, like, trying to confuse you or anything like that, you won't be able to see it. So you're just seeing huh. through your meat eyes, or a cybernetic yeah. eye in Sliver's case. Um but you won't be able to see any other like you're you're disconnecting from the from the net, but you're still like it would still be transmitting a signal when you want to get back when you want to like go back into. It. Oh right, okay, yeah. So we'll leave it. It'd be like the, the thing the where they say like you take your SIM card out of your out of your phone when you want to like burn it in those films, you know, um, because yeah. there's always like a there's always like a ba a charge running in your phone to like to, to sort ping, of keep pinging the cell ping, towers exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like that if you want to think about, it, except that you're still switched on a little bit. Yeah. Because you have to be able to say at the at instantaneous when you want it, you can get straight back into it. No, no, we'll, we'll leave them on. Um, you're leaving your chip switched on, or are you going to switch it off? Mine is on for now. All oh. of them on. Okay, yeah. I was going to switch mine off until I've realized. Yeah, okay, I'll leave. I mean, you can't do. It. This is. I'm just asking. No, like, no, no, no. It's, it's cool to ask. Um, I mean, this is a. This is not, like nobody's going to know whether you've got it switched on or not. So if you want to have it off, you can have it off, and it's like. Yeah. No big deal. Hmm. For now, I just want to check what's going on. I mean, if there are any ads, Brian, or any stores. So we'll, we'll start with Loco. Um, you open the door, you step in first, you kind of ping a little message over um, hmm. whatever, like, encrypted ne chat service you're using. Yeah. Um, you know, Telegram <clears throat> equivalent. To say, like, um, door's unlocked, I'm in. And then uh, you don't see anything. Like, if the the 
the, there's some stairs, it's like a little landing area, and then some stairs that kind of go up to the second floor, as you know from seeing the schematic before. Hmm, yeah, I still have it. I probably have it on the. You can bring the schematic map. up. I yep. probably have a mini map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you go in first, you're, you're kind of taking the lead, and as you um, kind of get to the top of the stairs, um, just as your head is kind of clearing the top of the stairs, you stop because <laughs> you can see sat at the opposite end of the hallway there's there's somebody um at where the where the um elevator is is it like a doorbell guy it's like a doorbell guy he's wearing um like mirror shade glasses and he doesn't seem to have seen you you kind of like freeze right Mm. Um, and you kind of observe him from like sort of this much of your of your head showing you still have your skull mask up um um but he doesn't seem to be he's basically sat in a chair and he's leaning he's like slouching in it with his like legs pointed forward and um you can see every now and again his like hands coming up and he's like he's like gesturing and like flicking and then put his hand back down watching but Netflix. He's, he's facing he's facing you right now yeah fine i just step down and i wait for these two guys and i'm like yeah i guess we can text I guess without talking, yeah. probably we can text. Yeah, sure. I don't know if you can even write messages with your head. I guess. I'm gonna say um, there's or ways even... that you can bring up with you can bring up like a, um, a virtual keyboard and quickly like with your hand like tap tap stuff out. And say things. Um, there's gonna be like eye gestures. Like fingers. I like with yeah, oh fucking auto corrector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The emoji keyboards up. Don't know what this means. <laughs> okay, so you've you've kind of mentioned to everyone else that uh, you know there's there's a there's a bellboy at the end of the corridor. Uh, who's I, uh, Sliver's coming in second, right? You said, and Neon's coming in third. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm not gonna require a roll from any of you, but um. No, I'll, I'll leave it for a minute. It's fine. We'll leave it for a minute. I'm really tempted to try and hack his feed to the net um, to see if I can just basically fill his image, his AR, just full of crap. A bit like the in modern day when all loads of browser windows pop up with like shining things. And I'm like, uh, but he'll just switch it. it. He'll just switch it. His he'll be like, what the fuck, and turn it off. Hmm. Uh, and I'm That's like, what most people would do. Yeah. You know, that's a good idea. You do that, and I punch his face. That's the plan. Right. There are there are some hacking options available to you. One type of yep. there are two different types of hack I've I've outlined in the manuscript. One is called patching, and one is called writing. Um, patching involves you actually need to physically place um, what's called a patch over somebody's implant, and it's basically like a right. an adhesive silicone thing with a with its own like override chip on it, and that allows you to fully control somebody's implant which is basically like you can control their brain right it's pretty powerful yeah um it's also will get you the death penalty um anywhere really? it's like really bad news um if you get caught doing it um it's just, this is when the net security guys that are kind of like the really scary ones they come after people who do um who do patching um yeah. the other kind which is also 
highly forbidden, is called writing. And writing is where it's kind of what you're maybe what you're trying to do, but it's basically you're not trying to control somebody. You're trying to hack into their chip. So normally what you do is, which is why it's called writing, is you normally lurk in the background and you watch through their eyes and you're often recording through their eyes for blackmail purposes. Um, but you could theoretically um, ride somebody's chip and then try and do some hack, like control their feed maybe a little bit. That is also something you could do and that'd be part of the riding. Um, okay, then, so I'll try and ride him if I can see what he's watching. It's also highly, highly illegal, by the way. Eh, we're breaking into a building to steal something. It's kind of this kind of tea, is right? Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, at the moment, you're in a public. You're technically in a public corridor, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm just. I, I guess what I'm trying to do here is, uh, I guess, the stakes for failing a, a hack roll when you're trying to ride somebody ah. um, is that you're probably going to set off some um, some silent alarms you're going to definitely know about this being a hacker um like the risk is relatively high i mean if you know what you're doing and you're, you're pretty confident that you're good at it and you're not gonna have a problem um that's one thing but um the difficulty is also pretty high on this so you're gonna need more than one success okay like three successes like hacking uh writing somebody is one of the it's hardest hacks you can do but okay you, but you're looking at again like nine dice to in your pool yeah, and in the meantime, I will probably be walking towards this guy, slowly. Okay. I'll try that. Um, it's highly illegal. Um, but I'll try and ride him. And then, if it goes wrong, Loco, you can do your stuff. Hmm. I, mean, I just want you to distract him long enough for me to get next to him. That's pretty much what this is for, uh, isn't it? Undetected, yeah. yeah. Okay, so give me a hacking roll. Okay. Oh, two successes. Um, so pushing for you at this point, because you've already spent your luck, would involve you taking one stress damage. Or taking one stress. Um, that won't... You'll still roll the same dice pool, <clears throat> but it doesn't yep. mean that your tech goes... That you like, Yeah, your tech, Guile, and Charm all are penalized by one dice. From here Actually, on out. Actually... I am gonna. I'm quite stressed that I don't want to be hurt, so I am gonna um, take. I'm gonna become stressed. Okay. Yep. Uh, the first level of stress, and I will uh, push click, that. Is it? Is it the blue one again? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ah, I mean, it works. It works. Um, you're kind of. You almost. Sweet. You can tell. Like you can tell. Like you're. You almost. You almost don't manage it. You almost trip the, um, you know, trip the, the thing that that kind of alerts yeah. the alerts the authorities that a ride has been attempted. But you get it. You get in, um, and you're basically riding. The first thing you do, well, the first thing that happens is that you get like, um, I guess for you, you probably have like a CR a CRT monitor that pops yeah. up in front of you with like what they're looking <laughs> what they're looking at, like yeah. old school, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of like pops up in front of you, and you can see what's going on through his eyes. And he's basically, um, he's basically uh, in like a private chat channel, like probably pornographic. But it's basically a, a there's like a, a girl or like a, a young woman who is like lying on a bed in lingerie, kind of like chatting to him. Um, and there's like occasional like AR heart bubbles coming out when she's like she's laughing at him and stuff. And it takes a minute for the audio feed to come through, but then when it does come through, that's definitely what's happening. Is like he's chatting her up and 
while <laughs> while he's on duty. That's um, what the internet was made for. But beyond yeah. him, like that's taking up <laughs> that's taking up all of his vision. Uh, he's also wearing mirror shades, so these are people will wear these shades um, to get a more immersive experience. Weird. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, you can still get a normal experience anyway, but it's like kind of like a little bit more immersive. Um, okay. So he's he can't see anything. Okay, moment. I shall again send the te- you know swipe text message to local and basically just say hit him. <laughs> I'm in, hit him. Okay. Um, so what I want to do as I'm watching, is it possible to turn up the audio slightly? For him or for you? Uh, for him. Yeah. Or sure. am I only watching? Um, I think. I think, in fact, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say with just three successes, which is what the bear that you needed, the bear amount that you needed, um, you're only hacked in like at a at the bear's to, to watch. Okay. You haven't managed to get like a really secure line in, so you're okay. not able to. In fact, this would be kind of like you're familiar with Finlands. It'd be like yes. or mutant year zero. They're called stunts. So it's yes. like additional things you can do with more successes, and I would say that's yeah, probably what you can do. That that's cool. So you're only okay, able but... to watch this at this stage. Okay. But, but I will let Loco know he's completely involved in it. So, yeah. and okay. just walking slowly. Yeah, quietly. Okay. Like you're not you're not like stomping over towards him, right? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm... his ears. He doesn't have headphones on. His ears are. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm walking slowly, but I mean, okay, not, not and and then whenever I'm close enough, I just I prepare um, to. There me. is a camera. But I have my thing on. Yeah, sure. I'm just letting you know that there's a camera facing, um, like, pointing down the corridor as you're coming as well. You'll see that when you kind of... I guess you would have seen that when you when you were looking up as well. Yeah, okay. That's fine. You're still um, going to do is it, it? Is, is it very high, though? Is, is it very high, the camera? It's in the corner of, like, next to the next to the doors for the um, the elevator, the lift. Okay. So it's, you could it reach it. You could definitely reach it with your bat, for example, if you wanted to. Yeah, that's it. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So then, in that case, I will take out my bat. Okay, and then I will smash the camera, and then with a second, you know, probably hit it up, and then when it's coming down, I just bat him on the side of the of the head against okay. the wall. Sure. So you and take your as you take your bat off of your back. Um, you can. He actually says something. He says. Oh shit! Come on, five more minutes. Five more minutes, and then I, I break the camera. <laughs> when you break, when you break the camera, um, there's this. Obviously, it makes a really loud noise. He's like, yeah. "What?" And, and you can it. see his hand, like his his hand just like flicks like this as your back comes down. We don't need to roll for it. I'm quite happy for you to take the bellboy out without you know going to combat mode. Um, and he flops to the floor. Um, there's a. There's a button for the lift. There's only one, literally one button for the lift. So, but we're gonna stop there for a second. Uh, Sliver, um, as you're kind of walking behind him, you're kind of looking around. Um, do you have the map, the blueprint, kind of up in the corner of your vision as well? Yeah. Um, you'll notice that there is a door going into this gray area on the second floor, pretty much right where you're standing. There should be a door, but when you look, there's there's nothing there. It's just the the wall just continues unbroken to the lift. Probably run fingers along it, you know, to see if I don't know some AR being projected here, but I could feel something different. Yeah, it is. There's a door right where it should be, um, huh. but your kind of fingers kind of disappear into the wall slightly as you're kind of like you can feel wood paneling, um, 
and then the, and then the wall continues like basically where a door shape would be. There's a door, um, but there's no handle on it. Is there a keypad? Um, I mean, do you want to feel for one? Like, do you want to turn your AR off to like switch it off quickly to have a look, or? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or you know, if if I keep my AR on, can I? Is there something here in the web that I can see? Yeah. So there's literally nothing with your AR on. It's completely nothing there whatsoever. Um, okay. When you switch it off two things happen. First thing is you notice that there is a bright red painted door right in front of you with no handle, no way that seems that you can open it, but it's certainly a door. Um, there is a kind of like a button, an old fashioned, like, um, I guess kind of like an elevator button that you can, that you can push next to it on a kind of like a chrome plaque. Um, no, no writing, nothing to, to tell you like what this place is or anything like that. Um, and there's a peephole in the door as well. And the second thing, that's the first thing that you notice is what you see. <clears throat> the second thing, as soon as your AR is switched off, um, you can hear music coming from the other side of this door. And the music is like um, club music. It's faint though, it's, it's faint, but you're basically your AR was, um, something about this room was making it so that it was like masking it off, blocking it. Yeah. I think he'd probably lean in toward the peephole with the cyber eye and see if he could try to see inside at all. Yeah. Um, ah, your cyber eye. <laughs> so your cyber eye does have uh, multiple vision modes on it, right? Um, Correct. I'm just going to open it up so that people can, can view this as well. Uh, this one here. Cool. Um, so the idea behind this, I think, was that it was like kind of like predator vision, or you can like switch through different like infrared or um, night vision. I think we kind of left it at that when we talked about it before. Um, but yeah, basically, like you can have night vision with it, or you can have um, uh, infrared. And I would kind of rule, I guess, with this cybernetic eye, when you're in one of those modes, you don't get any AR stuff happening at all. It like overrides AR within one eye. Um, so you do that, uh, which one are you, I guess you're going to be using infrared because it's a, like night vision isn't going to really help go look the, the wrong way through a peephole, right? Well, would this have like a telescopic um, part sure. to it? Because you maybe can, it could it, calibrate to... It's got, a, it's got a slight amount of magnification. Remember, this is like a cheap model, right? Um, yep, yep. So yep. it'll have a small amount of modifica uh, magnification, maybe like 10x or something like that. Um, so yeah, I think I, he would probably try to fiddle with that to see because usually those peepholes or something are kind of distorted and like a one-way kind of deal. But maybe with the the telescopic, he could kind of jigger it to where he could reverse that. Sure. Um, you, I'm trying to imagine how this would work. <laughs> um, yeah. I think looking through the other way, it flips the image um, upside down first of all, so that would be a little bit disorienting for you. Um, and because you'd be zooming through it as well, I think it would probably narrow your cone of vision to be pretty, like, like limited. So you can do that. You can peer through, um, and what you can see is just a sliver. Like, you just move your eye ever so slightly, and it's kind of, like, moving really drastically, like, to the side and up and down and stuff. Um, and you get the impression that it's, um, like, a bar, maybe? It's, like, um, some bright, like, 
neon lights inside. Remember, you don't have your AR switched on, so this is like um, meat space. Uh, it looks quite nice. There's like a plant with some nice purple lights, like somehow making it glow purple outside of AR. Um, you see a, You see a woman walk past briefly, only a glimpse of her, and then you can't find her again. Uh, but she certainly was wearing something quite expensive, like an expensive dress. Maybe um, sparkled a little bit, like there's some sequins or, I don't know, something on it. Or not. And you get the impression that it's like a like a bar or something. Okay. He'll um, just turn and catch up with the, with the guys. <laughs> That's when the smash happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. And um, okay, Loco, you knock you knock the bellboy out. There's a button next to the the lift, I guess, to open it or to go inside or whatever. Mm. Um, is Neon coming up behind? Yeah, you? so I'm I'm gonna head up as well. Um, and when I start getting closer, I just wanna. You see Sliver, by the way. You see Sliver like up against the wall, like with his his face like pressed against this wall, um, like really intently looking at this wall. I'm gonna look at Loco. Just go. Uh, and then suddenly sort of hold on what's he saying so I'll turn to him and say Sliver what have you seen what have you seen what are you doing it's a wall man it's just a wall yeah so as he strains and flips his AR back on he just does the like martini emotes oh okay and I'll look at what we're wearing we're not going to get in we're seriously not going to get in <laughs> um I just want to have a quick look over the uh, bellboy guy see if he's got like a, a, a separate card Obviously, I know he presses the button to open the lift doors. I'm just seeing if he's got any sort of like card on him or any. Yeah, like an access card. Yeah, yeah. Um, he um, he does have a card on him. Yeah. He's got quite a few cards on him. Of course he has. Um, um, he has a, one card which which um, has the Sapphire logo on it. In fact, it's a Sapphire employee um, ID card. Logo. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. Um, hey, man, I didn't kill him. Okay. Give me a give. I'm gonna ask for a knowledge roll. Now, the way knowledge rolls work in Years or Mini is, um, it's not based on a skill. It's based on the obscurity of the information you're trying to find, and then if your concept can relate to the information, I might give you a plus one or a plus two bonus. Um, so you are a hacker. Um, this is definitely going to relate to the knowledge roll I'm, I'm asking for. So you're going to get a plus two. Um, yep. It's actually not that... It's relatively... Uh, so it's basically two dice if it's extremely obscure, four dice if it's um, kind of hard to find, know, yeah. or six if it's more more likely to be something that people somebody might know. Um, okay. So I'm going to say it's kind of more like a four-ish <laughs> thing. So we get you got a six, a, a dice pool of six. And uh, I'll just give I've you some minus information. Okay, so that's minus one for the stress nope. as well, yeah. Um, oh, that's a, that's a good question that hasn't come up before. Um, because it's not a stat roll. You're not rolling against tech, guile, or charm. It's just whether you know something. Okay. Um, so it's it actually stress doesn't come into the play. Although maybe okay. it should. I'll think about I'm it. just thinking because it's a, a, like a knowledge type thing. Yeah. And that's where I'm hurt, isn't it? Yeah. It's not yeah. my physical attributes. It's my... I'm a bit and you're stressed, stressed. so recalling something, I guess stress would block your kind of memory um, yeah. functions. So yeah, okay, we'll we'll tie stress into it. Okay. Oh, you got a success. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You, you only need one success. Okay. Um, so you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> that it's quite often the case for security, um, like 
mega core security that their um, their vital stats are monitored through their chips. So if any right. of them die or any of them become unconscious, uh, that flags an alarm to security to say one of our like something's happening. Um, okay. So the likelihood so, that's not always the case, but certainly if, if somebody's connected to a mega core, that's usually like that's like pretty. It's yeah. It's standard it's like kind of operation. what hackers talk about is like you because one of the things you can do with like patching and stuff is you can knock somebody out. Yeah. Um, and it's always the case like you got to be careful that if you're knocking somebody out that they're not um, connected to a mm-hmm. mega core because then they'll come down on you really hard. Because remember, you have, like patching it to slap something physically on somebody. On the top of the back. I'm kind of hoping that the fact that he was dialed into his equivalent of, you know, fun time at night, that he's disconnected something to do that. That's what I'm kind of hoping. Mm-hmm. It may not be the case. I'm just uh, sharing some information that you, oh yeah. that you, when, um, you see, when you see the Sapphire card come out, the ID card, you're right. Like, hmm. Okay. Hmm. Because even if you wake him up, he'll still be stressed and he'll still report back to them that he's got elevated stress well, he, I mean, through his AR, unless you can, like, disable yeah, his Yeah, AR I'm not going to... <laughs> okay. It's pretty hard to do. I'll grab the cards and I'll mention to um, Sliver and Loco that we may have less time, but let's get on with it. Let, let's get this over with and let's get out. We can always go out via the roof, right? That's what you said, Sliver? We can, we can go out? Potentially. And then you'll sort of like set something up, like make a bridge, so that I don't have to jump. Didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is this elevator going all the way to the nineteen? So you you push the button, the the lift opens. It's a an elevator. It has a button up to nineteen. Um, it has like a scanning, like a black, um, like plastic scanning mm. thing um, and in fact it yep. lights up with your AR you can see that it lights up to say um, please scan your key card right I'll hold the key cards out to the group and just say which one do you think try them all fine oh as if there are lots of people in the lift I just go inside and I just go against the wall just try them there's all definitely okay. a, there's definitely a camera in the lift as well by the way Okay. Well, I have a... Like one of these, one of these black dome ones, yeah. I still yeah. have my thing. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'm assuming you all do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then I'm just going to get the cards, and I'm literally going to be on camera, so flashing I... each of the cards. I made a quick roll. Um, I rolled a one, but I'm going to ignore it because it's uh, we're getting close to when I wanted to stop the stream. Um, okay. And rolling a one to say like it doesn't work, it kind of stops the story. So I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. one of them, one of them does work. Um, okay. You punch the the number nineteen, and um, in fact, it's a sapphire ID card that works. Um, oh, of course, it is. <laughs> and you push nineteen, and the the lift very smoothly, very very quietly um, goes up to the top. And depending on you know which of you it is, you each hear a different bit of um, of elevator music. Hmm. I imagine that. JP's listening to Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah, but pretty much. It might be Kenny G. That's pretty. I'd like to think that one of the, I want, in my head it was like, oh, it'll be Pearl Jam in the lift, and it's Kenny G. That's what I'm getting <laughs> with my hearing implant yeah. overriding that, um, the Kenny G firewall. Um, <laughs> so you get to the you get to the top floor. The doors open, and um, there's no there's no bellboy at the uh, here. It's just basically a, a short corridor that goes literally up to the door 
of um, the penthouse suite at number 19. Okay. I think this is your... This is all yours, Liver. All right. Unless you want me to bounce the door down. Not yet. That's, that's always option two. That's option two. I check around with cameras and uh, other doors. I mean, there's a camera pointing from his door towards the, the lift, pointing right at you. Okay, but no other doors. Nope, nope. This is the penthouse here. suite. It's the only, yeah. um, it's yeah, the only flat on this level. Yeah. Any other doors. I mean, with your AR, yeah. at least, you can't see anything, any of the doors. Well, yeah, I'll check out the door. Um, mm -hmm. One of uh, Silver's pieces of equipment is his Bobby Pin 5000. Uh, <laughs> yep. Kind of an ancient uh, auto picker, but, I mean, it was the best of the best at one time. Sure. Um, so this... You notice when you're kind of going to pick the lock that this is a fairly, um, this is a wealthy flat and it has a pretty decent lock on it. So it's going to be a success. You need two successes to break it, break into it. Um, it's going to be a tricks roll. So let me just, uh, yep. So it's a tricks roll. Um, and you get a plus one, you get plus two for your concept because it's definitely breaking and entering is exactly what you're doing right now. Um, so you get plus one extra for your for your gear. Um, assets give you plus two, but any other gear you have give you a plus one. And I think that's it. Yeah, so that's six dice, right? Yep. And you need, you need two successes? You got two successes, so well done. Excellent. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the door clicks open, and you can just basically push it very lightly, and it kind of swings on servo motors smoothly, effortlessly open and kind of slowly comes comes like fully open and stops itself um, and you're looking inside uh, a quite a nice a quite a nice flat um, all the lights are switched off there's kind of like mood lighting that is just kind of kept on like night lights if you if you will um, so you know if if somebody woke up and wanted to go use a toilet or something they're not tripping over things um, and you know that towards the back, so you've kind of gone straight, you're kind of facing towards the front of the flat right now, the front of the building. So you kind of like turn to your left from the door and you can see like you're looking straight through that window for the through the bathroom that you'd seen before with your drone. And you can see a glow coming from the left. There's like a door to the left, um, which is towards the back of the back of the apartment. And you know if he's if he's still there, then he's um, in his couch uh, on Xanadu. And we're gonna say it's probably about like one-ish, maybe, because it took a bit of time, like, to kind of snoop around and do all this other stuff. So, so it's like one a.m. or so. It's also not unusual for people to um, fall asleep while in Xanadu, um, and their avatars basically, like, they can tell that they're unconscious. It'll kind of like pause where they're at and their and their node, um, and then tap into their alarm system to wake them up when it's time to wake up. So you know he could be he could be active in there he could be unconscious he might not even be in Xanadu as far as you know but sure just give you some background information sorry so what do you want to do <clears throat> and I think we'd probably have that room labeled on our little on our little map sure you can um, put like a little pin in it or something yeah 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 um, and you know I didn't even think to ask about the whole thing the important part earlier when I was scoping out the drone did I see the lava <laughs> lamp. <laughs> Oh, a lava lamp. <laughs> um, no, but you can see it now. It's in the. It's in like the. Um, 
you can see the like the entrance that you've come in is open plan stretching all the way to the front and there is a lava lamp uh, plugged in we'll say it's actually plugged in um, and it's awesome. what color what color should it be um, I actually have a lava lamp and I have a red lava lamp so I'm gonna say it's a red lava lamp nice <laughs> it's the exact duplicate of, of mine <laughs> um, yeah and it's it is gonna be fucking hot by the way yeah you don't know that yeah. in character at all no no we don't yeah um, you're gonna be in for a shock <laughs> yeah. so oh, no you can see that it's kind of like um, like you're looking ahead it's on a on a like an uh, end table at the front left of the like to the straight ahead at the end of the right at the very very front in the corner on a on an end table is this lava lamp. So you kind of like have to completely cross over to the other side of the the apartment hmm. to get to it. But it's there. It's plugged in. You're pretty sure that's what it that's what you're after. Okay. It's making you feel a little bit trippy just watching it. You've never seen anything like it. <laughs> this is awesome. Which seems a bit and odd it's... that in the cyberpunk future they don't have lava lamps. I'm sure they do, but not in my cyberpunk future. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just like the idea. This is a an original one. The only ones we'll ever have seen will be in the AR, won't it? So yeah, this is real. This is. I think uh, maybe maybe we should play it like um, in Xanadu, maybe like or, I'm I'm saying more for like JP's perspective because you're also like more interested in more anach um, um, anachronistic yeah. sort of stuff. Um, that you might maybe the the penny drops a bit and you're like, oh, a lava lamp. That's what he was because the guy didn't know yeah. what it was. He just had yeah. heard a description and he was like, yeah, it's yeah, some yeah. kind of like wax lamp or thing i don't know and you're oh, and now you're seeing you're like oh that's what it oh, is it's a lava lamp. yeah 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 so what do you gonna do cool. <clears throat> slippers in the doorway um i guess you, the loco is probably behind as like yeah. the muscle and you're kind of mm -hmm. peering in i mean it's pretty obvious you're like facing towards it that that oh yeah. there's a and it's like all the lights are mainly off or really low so this glowing lava lamp is also like drawing the eye i like that. okay go ahead sleeper grab it then Let's fucking go. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm mean, guessing he's the sneakiest one, no? That's my guess. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll all look at Sliver like this. All right. I'm just, went... I'm just checking. There is nothing going on. Yeah. So, Sliver, give me a um, a guile roll, plus two for your concept. This is like okay. your sneak, your kind of sneaky roll. Ooh, do you want to push Oopsie. that? Uh, uh, yeah. No, you can't. Actually, you can't push that. Sorry, this is uh, one of these occasions where you can only push if you um, if it's like an active thing that you're doing. This, this is a passive thing. Um, unfortunately, you're noticed. Um, My home. It's when you're crossing. It's when you're crossing like across the flat, and a gunshot rings out. Oopsie. <laughs> and you are shot for, uh, we're going to say one harm. So take one harm on your character sheet. <clears throat> and I think we might stop it there. Because <laughs> I'm just looking at the time. We didn't really get as far to test as many things as I wanted to test. Um, but there were some kind of cool things that came up. So let's mm -hmm. do a quick, um, let's do a quick debrief of of the session of the system um i'd like kind of like to hear your thoughts very quickly so we'll start with uh we'll start with jp 
Um, I really like the um, hacking concept, uh, the patching. I really sort of um, thought that's going to be pretty cool later on. I like the fact it's quite illegal. And I like the watching that mechanic of sort of like needing a high number of successes to get. I, I, I just love that kind of watching what they're watching. I, I quite enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the sort of. It felt like you described, you know, it's very narrative. It's us sort of controlling and stuff. But I thought the rules were really good and really simple to understand. I enjoyed that. Okay. It's, uh, cool. I think my only thing is it'd be nice to have forwarded the cab all the way there, but I think that was... <laughs> that was... <laughs> this is the thing is um, I, I did kind of want to... This is just like similar to the sunk cost fallacy where I spent a lot of time on this map and coming up with things in between the nodes. So I kind of wanted to show it off, but in reality, it probably yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. Um, but yeah, I did. Yeah. I did end up losing a bit of like playtesting time on kind of showing off the setting, I guess. But yeah. But I think that's important, isn't it? It's just showing what it can do and it all adds. Yeah, to it. yeah. We're here for it too, right? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Hayes, how about you? Thanks, JP. Yeah, I. Uh... I thought it was cool how you could throw a bunch of dice and then kind of see what happens. And um, I like the fact that, you know, the things that your character is good at, you know, really helps you with the dice. And you don't have to roll for everything. You know, if it makes sense to do it, you just do it. And I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, it seems like a quick, uh, quick system. So that that's good, too. Yeah, you got a character created pretty quickly. <laughs> I was sure it was like... Um... So for people watching, Hayes is was kind of a fill-in for um, somebody else who was basically someone in his in his game group who was originally signed up, and he couldn't make it because I, I messed up the um, the time zone like conversions. And uh, yeah, Hayes stepped in like two hours before I think. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And yeah, you got kind of read read through the documents and uh, created a character with time to spare. So yeah. All right, and Tony, this is the first time you've played user menu, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, I mean, I quite like it. It feels very lean, uh, very simple to grasp uh, with only, and I think uh, your addition of the six attributes really made a big difference because mm. two, four felt like a bit yeah. not enough maybe. And I actually kind of like the idea that the six attributes, you could even, you know, kind of, <clears throat> equalize them to kind of the concept like meat could be a bruiser if you maximize one if you maximize it, you can even have your own templates of different characters yeah. based on i mean we show it today in a way now we have the mm -hmm. sneaky guy we have the hacker we have the the muscle guy and each one have maximized one of them so you have your and then you have the flexibility of change the others and for me it's amazing that with only six attributes and assets and chrome and whatever other gear you're gonna have it's enough I mean, you just don't need much more to have fun and have a very nice narrative game. I mean, oh yeah. And I really like your map. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I was not aware that you had so advanced a document. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for um, for the for the cyberpunk thing, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, some of the things I wanted to play test that we didn't get a chance to do um, with the hacking. I had some stuff worked out in case in term in terms of um, if you failed. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's fine. It was things like uh, mainly I've I've kind of cribbed from some other cyberpunk games that I've got. Um, where I was looking yeah. at like hacking is hacking is very easy to go down a rabbit hole of complex, crunchy mini game, and yeah. I don't really want to do that because I think um, if there's a hacker in a in a group, it's going to be one player, 
And yeah. to introduce a really complex thing is only fun for that one player, and it's not fun for everybody else to watch it. Um, yeah. I was reminded of some Absolutely. some subsystems in, in Star Wars. Shadowrun. I'm sure. Shadowrun. Like, Shadowrun. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. I wanted to keep something light, and it's basically a single roll, a single test, and based on how successful you are, definitely a difficulty scales up with what you're trying to do. And yeah. if you fail, the level of failure that you have will determine the severity of some sort of um, kind of like feedback that happens. Um, so that's kind of where I'm going with for that, which we didn't get a chance to look at. So you could have had theoretically, if you rolled really badly when you're trying to um, ride that guy, um, you could have had some really bad shit happen to you basically yeah. um this is kind of almost like a critical death it's almost like a crit roll that you would make almost yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i'm not i don't have a d66 table it's just a simple d uh, simple d6 one yeah. um but yeah anyway so that was one thing yeah. uh that didn't get a quite a chance but I, I think the hacking works quite well as simple as it is with yes. a single no, no, roll, it, with the difficulty with the successes yeah and certainly when I needed, when I got three to watch him, I was like, oh, you know, the plan was to turn the, oh yeah, that, that made perfect sense. It's sort of like the more successes that you push into it, the more control you've got over that kind of experience. Yeah. So that, no, that, that, that worked really well. And it was nice, quick, simple. And the other two, in this case, weren't sort of watching me and you sort of play for like 30 minutes yeah. on sort of like all oh, this intrusion countermeasures. Yeah. And I'm going to pull this, yeah. I'm going to fight it. It just sort of keeps it, the narrative going. Yeah. Um, yeah, one other... yeah, go on. Yeah, no, no, it's probably, yeah, it's just making me think now that I was thinking about, I mean, you know, uh, some of the ideas that came out during the game, like, you know, Hazel just saying uh, this thing about, you know, you, you can pull a mask of AR, and it was making me feel that you could go also the Iron Swarm uh, route regarding creating the world. Yeah. Because, you know, every cyberpunk, you know, we don't have, uh, we were talking about that before on Discord, like everyone has a different idea what's a cyberpunk setting. Yeah. And I think you could either go that route and have like, I don't know, 10 questions, you know, yeah. like simple, how is the internet, you know, how yeah. is the, 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 the Chrome interacting, things like this, because we were, uh, what I like it also, and it was very, I don't know, organic, and it was great because we don't know each other, we just met. Yeah. And then you came, we're coming up with these ideas and you know, I was like, okay, I flip you my message. I mean, and, and things like this, very stupid things. Yeah. But it, it, we were creating the world as we yeah. were playing. And I think it would be, you know, maybe this starting point of also creating your your cyberpunk setting and then building it up during the game. I mean, I think from cool my guys. perspective that I did actually start with some setting truths inspired from mm. Iron Sword. Um, and yeah. I ended up thinking I kind of wanted to go my own way with it. That's that's the creator in me was just like, actually, I want to. I have a really specific idea of what I, of what yeah. I like about cyberpunk because I again mm -hmm. I read a lot. Um, I've read a lot of cyberpunk, um, and I was kind of like, I've looked at the the. I have the what's it called the not the quick start but the starter set for cyberpunk red and it's oh kind of, yeah the yeah whatever it's called anyway the um, that thing um, mm -hmm. and I, yeah I didn't wasn't so taken with with cyberpunk as a setting. Um, personally Shadowrun doesn't do anything for me either I never played it previously and it's the having the fantasy stuff in in the near future just doesn't really fit in with like all the fiction and movies and stuff I've 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 consumed yeah. so anyway so this is kind of my approach at it and it's the setting that didn't really work out but what I did want was if you know about Powered by the Apocalypse they have a lot of um like you do world building as you play and that's kind of what I was trying to do here I was asking you questions about like what stuff is called um, and trying to do it a little bit more like that. I haven't really codified that in the in the manuscript, but I think that's kind of more where I want to go towards, is mm. keep the um, try and keep my vision of what I want the cyberpunk world to feel like, 
but also keep it loosely defined so that people can put their own spin on it and not mm. have to define all these things. Yeah. Um, because yeah, mm. th- stuff like I didn't think of all this stuff. Like you talk about emojis, and I was like, yeah, why not? Um, I think Tony's idea of having like guiding questions at the beginning would be great, mm. um, so that people could. I think that's definitely worth doing. Um, for also for like you can you can also like have it for the the city itself, and also mm. like the um, like I've got these these L's right, and it could be oh that's one option is that they're like that. Another option could be a bit more like cyberpunk where they're it's everyone's mingling all over the sprawl right. Mm. Um, which some people might prefer. And I think this those, those setting elements also, in my opinion, are easy to ignore. And you can just use the, the mechanical bits of, of this game with Shadowrun. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no magic and there's no, um, like, fantasy races, but you could use it with Cyberpunk, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, without any sure. real issues, I think. Um, other than converting NPCs or whatever, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a place I'm I'm kind of currently in two minds about whether I want to try and keep it generic and keep it open, or I want to tr- actually make it something specific. Um, so we'll see where I get to with that. The other thing to note is that there are a lot of cyberpunk games that are available on the market, a lot of rules light ones as well, um, a lot of OSR ones, in fact. Um, and there are two currently being developed for uh, the Year Zero engine. So oh, I'm yeah. also try not to step on other people's toes. They're both very crunchy, by the way, the other two ones. Typical yeah. kind of cyberpunk uh, game. Um, lots of rules. The Very, very busy character sheets and stuff, which is cool because a lot of people play cyberpunk for the crunch, I know. Um, not me. Um, so mine would be would be kind of fit in, in alongside them, I think, fairly nicely in that it's more much, much more lightweight. Um, yeah, we played but... one called Remember Tomorrow. I don't know if you've ever seen that Oh, I've that not heard one. of that one. It's, it's really small. You've only got three attributes. But the you move the GM around the table as well. So when we play, there's a little bit of world building in it, but okay. it fell down in our group. Not that we need everyone needs a GM, and I know lots of these yeah. systems aren't. It there was the three attributes didn't it didn't work as well as this did. It, it's, it's only a really thin book, um, but it there was the session we had was okay yeah. uh, when we played it. But it was just really weird having so someone else took control of a scene and someone else took mm. control of a scene, which sort of lost some of the mm. story beats. I've yeah. I've got a game mm. called Lovecraft esque, which does the same thing, but I've never had a chance to play it. Um, it does seem kind of it seems interesting, but it does it's a bit more like meta, almost board yeah. gamey a bit. But yeah, cool. Um, yeah, thanks. I was uh, there. Are definitely some cool, some cool stuff that came out of that. Um, also, some core years or mini stuff like uh, knowledge rolls and what happens when you're stressed on a knowledge roll, uh, which <laughs> I've play tested years or mini a lot in the past, and that's never come up actually. Um, All right, surprisingly, or maybe it has, nice. and we just ignored it. Like maybe somebody was stressed, and they just didn't think about it or whatever. Mm. Well, it makes um, sense if you're stressed, you probably yeah, you can yeah. concentrate and. So it may, what sense what are your thoughts on that? Because that's also quite a um, that's a little mechanic I came up with, which I hadn't really seen done in game in many games before, any games before. But it's it the reason it stemmed out of it is oh, if I completely forgot one of the core bits of Year Zero Mini. When you fail a roll, you tick you tick a failure. Um, mm. <laughs> so for example, a Sliver here would have marked one towards Guile and put like a one in here. And the idea is that when you have um, the same number, again, this is something you can tweak in your setting as you like. The core is that basically when you get the same number of failures as your stats, you can increase your stats at the next downtime. And in a one shot, that's really not um, 
you need down you need the downtime or we don't have the downtime it's meant to be like between sessions right yeah, yeah. um so it doesn't really happen but it would have been it would have been interesting to showcase that off while we were playing anyway mm. um so that's why knowledge rolls don't really work because the idea is that you learn from your from your failures and if you fail to recall some information from your memory you're not really learning from that you just don't have that information yeah so i needed yeah. to disconnect um i wanted to wait for people to if they wanted to like have a role for knowledge that it's part of the system um so that's why i came up with it but um mm. yeah what did you think of that thanks well no that was good that was yeah. good i think it, yeah yeah I don't think you need to have a specific uh, skill for that. Yeah, like culture, think... like Coriolis has culture, right? For that. Oh, like lots of games have have yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah, I'm mean, looking at Call of Cthulhu. You've got multiple skills yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. Well, your that's the whole point of Cthulhu. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. Loose it's like, how much knowledge yeah. do you have? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found the idea of momentum to be really intriguing. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you said that, I was like, wow, that seems cool. Yeah, we didn't uh, get we didn't get a, like an actual combat scene, unfortunately. We just started mm -hmm. one, but that's where combat that's where momentum really, as you can imagine, comes into play, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and in fact, that's the other thing from my from my plan. Um, I wanted to do it. So I have chase scenes in Year Zero Mini as well. But I've only um, we only, I've only ever played years or many with one chase scene, and it was a very short one. Um, so I really wanted to give that a try as well. And I think in Cyberpunk, having a chase is kind of quite iconic. That'd be cool, and yeah. in fact, I was setting it up for you there, where you knock the yeah, guard yeah. out. There, like the the megacore's coming for you, right? Um, yeah. You've knocked out a secure, like a megacore security <laughs> guy, even though he's a, yeah. a, he was watching porn and he's like a he's like a really low down the ladder <laughs> he's still technically megacore and you don't you don't get away with that shit no you don't so you're gonna like if this was a campaign um and we'd have a second session we'd be starting it off with you like the, the combat happening um and in fact the reason that the reason the guy was shooting at you is because when you knocked this guy out it triggered a security alarm through everybody who's a resident in the building that um, there's a security thing happening. So it would have interrupted him in his Xanadu, would have woken him up if he was asleep and basically say, stay in your, stay in your houses, um, Sapphire on their way, um, you know, just be aware. And so this guy would have been like, oh my God, like someone's in, someone's breaking in and then would have got a gun out and disconnected. So that's why like yeah. he was waiting, like waiting in his room, like there's somebody coming into my house. And as soon as you saw somebody like creeping across his path, he'd be like, bang. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Fantastic. <laughs> so that would have been a. We would have started with a um, a gunfight. I mean, this guy is a is a store manager, so he's not like a yeah. combat beast or anything like that. But it would have been a fun little like you know try out the yeah. You, still somebody with a gun. None of you have guns. Um, so Tony would have had to have run in with Loco and, and do some melee. Um, and that would have mm -hmm. been a, like a showcase for the narrative combat momentum, how yeah. that works, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then there would have been a chase scene with the uh, the mega core. Uh, security eventually yeah. <laughs> I mean we were a little bit reckless but I think we did good things before like the hacking that uh, you know Neon was doing and then Sliver with the drone I think the drone was a great idea yes. I mean it, I mean, it's, you also find it in Shadowrun or this I think they're called Rig or something like this Rig I forgot the name yeah and but and I really like it I think it's a very nice team I mean, we're very complimentary just out of the blue you know, mm -hmm. just, and because we did also the uh, as many years zero games like you do the the group kind of idea what is the group concept and then we I tried you know we fit what was missing so that was quite cool actually yeah I'd be happy to jump in another time if you want to finish that session <laughs> yeah yeah me too excuse uh, <laughs> sure what Matt wants to hear but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we, we need to finish it off we need to 
<laughs> you want to have the cha- you want to have the combat scene and the chase and all the rest of it. Yeah, roll yeah. Some more, roll some more dice. Roll some um, more dice. Yeah, yeah. Probably not gonna happen. <laughs> um, I'm so busy, but yeah, this is. I'm. This is usually. I almost never finish a one shot. It's never over in three hours, two and, half, and a half yeah. hours, whatever. Um, and I almost never get a chance to run a second one. So, and again, because this is a play test, it's more a case of. Let's try some stuff yeah. out. Um, I am going to be... So people who are watching have watched to the end here. Um, I am planning on running a second um, playtest of this in May, at the end of May. Um, it won't be with this group. I actually already have a group lined up for that one as well. Um, hopefully some like semi-celebrity uh, players as well. We'll see. Uh, basically, other streamers. <laughs> um, but like people who have more than a thousand followers on Twitter. So it's like, in wow, a, okay. you know, in the tabletop role-playing universe, that's like, you know, getting into celebrity ish yeah it is realms yeah yeah <laughs> um, i mean i only have 50 <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have that many um anyway so th- i'm gonna be running another stream with them um at the end of may and cool. this, i'm gonna be running exactly the same thing i'm gonna try and do a little bit more fleshing out i'm gonna probably try and shoehorn a chase in maybe at the very beginning um and maybe make some harder hacking challenges <laughs> so we could like traumatize somebody with some hacking stuff yeah yeah that, that, that would make yeah i almost I feel think... so one thing i did here as well by the way is i um i changed year zero mini around a little bit to have the um attributes are a little bit higher than they normally would be um you not only have an asset but you also have chrome so you have two two options that can give you a plus two or we didn't actually come across it with um in fact i completely forgot about this this is something i've changed um i've changed in this system is if I hover over um, your asset, they, you have two options with it. Your asset can actually lower your difficulty by one or give you plus two if the difficulty is normal. Um, so in theory, that hacking challenge when you're trying to ride somebody, because you had the, the um, you had your deck, your cyber deck, you could have lowered the difficulty to, um, to two. Oh, right. Yeah completely blanked because that's not that's something i've just added for this I've, it's never been like that for years or many and that was to try and differentiate between if you have two different kind of assets um and they just give you a plus two bonus it's kind of a little bit boring it's just like maybe you can make play around with it a little bit more pretty good to bring it down yeah and because i've made um i'm kind of thinking cyberpunk is um maybe a little bit more because by making the characters a little bit more um capable I was also going to lean in a bit more than I normally would with the difficulties and scale the difficulty up. So as you notice, we did have quite a few challenges which were, um, you know, harder than normal. Um, But it still felt like you were succeeding quite a lot. Mm. (laughs) Um, I mean, five is a lot of dice to start. I mean, failure is interesting in a game as well, right? Mm. Um, It it definitely is very interesting. Cool things can happen. Um, And it just felt like there wasn't that many failures happening. Uh, but again, I think this will come out a bit more in a campaign as you're burning through luck. Um, yeah. We didn't really come into that too much with using your um, your traits to to get more luck and that sort of thing. But anyway, I'll stop it there because I'm 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 realize I'm waffling on a little bit. Um, thank you very much, all three of you, for for coming on and helping no, to play test this. Um, that was a lot of fun yeah, for sure. me. This Thanks was my fr- my first ever cyberpunk um, gaming experience in terms of tabletop. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun for me too. Cool. Thanks everyone for watching. Um, if you haven't already, if you can hit subscribe and like for this video, that really helps to grow the channel. Um, what else do I normally have to say? Some other stuff I need to say. Probably what's coming Sponsors, up. Sponsors. Um, sponsor I do at the beginnings. That's already done. Yeah, so yeah, I usually talk about what's coming up next week. We're we're continuing with Alien. Um, 
Coriolis will be in two weeks' time, so we're not actually like kind of bumping the schedule along. We're just taking a, a, bit, a break from Coriolis for two weeks. Um, yeah. And then again, this is going to be happening at the end of May. So uh, thanks very much for watching. And thanks again to everybody for, for coming on. And we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.